This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We are now in January of 2023, and the trial is over. The judgment has been signed. The defendant has made no effort to pay her judgment, and her defamation has also not stopped. Also at this point in time, the defendant's divorce is scheduled for February the 7th and February the 8th. And I only bring that up because the defendant had been saying that I was on her husband's witness list. However, at this point in time, I had had no contact at all from the defendant's soon-to-be ex-husband's attorney. My attorneys hadn't given me any information about any of that. And so it was a little bit odd that If the trial was going to be in February, that I hadn't been contacted in any way, shape, or form. And also, my attorneys were watching the defendant's divorce case because it had to do with assets. And because her judgment had not been paid, they were interested in those assets. Additionally, the defendant had been claiming, much like she had in my case, that she had all this evidence. She talked about the FBI. She talked about the police. It was kind of the same song and dance regarding her soon-to-be ex-husband as she had kind of been spreading about me. It was really the same type of thing. I do try to be sensitive about the defendant's divorce, but there are so many similarities that mirror kind of how she handled the legal process in my case. And in December, the defendant had actually fired her first divorce attorney and had gotten another attorney. And so on January the 11th of 2023, the defendant filed a motion for continuance. And as soon as she had fired her first divorce attorney and was hiring a different one, that was a likely next step. But officially, she did do that on January the 11th of 2023. And The reason that my attorneys remotely even cared about that is because the divorce had to do with assets and most of, if not all of the defendant's liquid assets were tied up in the trust account that was created in the divorce from the sale of their home. And so my attorneys were monitoring that. On January the 14th of 2023, I began recording the false and defamatory podcast. And at this point, this was not public knowledge. This is something that I started with my mom and the close kind of circle that I had sort of built from the Reddit community and some close friends. And on January the 14th, I had several of my close friends over, Carolyn, who you saw in one of the earliest episodes, my friend Misty, who you also saw in one of the first episodes, and Steph. 
as well as my mom. And we gathered together and started recording the False and Defamatory podcast, along with the sort of team that I had built from some of the members of the Reddit community that had been following my case so closely and that I had been accused of being. And so we started filming on January the 14th of 2023. On January the 25th of 2023, the hearing was held for the defendant's motion for continuance. And the foundation for the continuance was the new counsel, but also the defendant had made some stories indicating that she wanted a continuance so that she could prove everything that she had been saying about her soon-to-be ex-husband and that he had been colluding with me and that he had aided in hacking and all sorts of things that she was alleging. And so she was wanting the continuance for that. And on January the 25th of 2023, the divorce judge did grant that continuance and set the new trial for July the 11th of 2023. So it would have been on February the 7th and February the 8th of 2023. And the divorce judge granted the defendant's request and gave her additional time for the divorce, extended it by five months. Also at that time, there was money distributed from the trust to each party, and the defendant had requested that, asking that she have money so that she could hire forensics experts to prove the allegations that she was making against her ex-husband. And I just point that out only because she had been claiming this entire time that she had forensic data and forensic experts. And we know from her deposition and from the trial that she actually had none of that, but she had been professing that to her followers at this point for at least over a year, if not more than that. But that was the premise for her motion and requesting the money from the trust. And that was granted. On January the 26th of 2023, my attorneys filed post-judgment RFP or request for production and what is called ROGS, which is basically interrogatories. And so what this was, was a document being served to the defendant because she had made no effort to file her judgment, requesting information about the defendant's assets so that those could be used to pay the judgment that she now owed. This list was lengthy and it asked for her to provide documentation from everything from her bank accounts to any physical assets that she had, anything from vehicles to real estate, those sorts of things. And I just do want to point out that those interrogatories and requests for production were never responded to. And I'm speculating that the reason that they were not responded to is because those would have been served to the defendant's final defamation attorney in my case. And that defamation attorney had already filed as intervener in the defendant's divorce because they were unpaid to the tune of $55,000. And so it seems to me that nobody was going to be answering this legal request, despite the fact that we filed it and it did warrant an answer, but it was never answered. Then on February the 22nd of 2023, the defendant made a live video, and I'm just going to play a very short clip from that live video. No amount of covering up things, no amount of anything can cover up the truth at the end of the day. Because once it is true, it can only be true. It can't be false. So it took me a long time to realize that God bless you if y'all are following what I'm picking up, what I'm putting down, because I know it's difficult. But also, I know that most of you know what I'm talking about. And then the other side of that is processing the emotions that come with those things being true. It freaking sucks. It really does. But I feel like I'm in a different place now. Like now, I just sit back and laugh 
not laugh, but kind of laugh. I think it's not even a laugh thing. It's more of a like, you really thought I would give up, huh? You really thought I would just shut up and just lay down and take it and just, no, absolutely not. No, what do I have left to lose? I lost my house. I lost my dad. I lost my marriage. I lost great employees. I lost most of my business. I lost my email customers. I lost customer accounts. I lost my money. What else do I have to lose? The only thing I wanted was my child and I got him. So now I ain't got nothing to lose. So LFG sis, LFG. And lucky for me, it's not even just like a reckless, I got nothing to lose. It's a, I got nothing to lose. And I'm going to show you that I wasn't lying. And not that anybody thinks I'm lying. I don't think a single one of y'all think I've ever made any of this up. I really do believe that in my heart. But also, it doesn't matter if a single person thinks I'm lying because it is true. So now, I finally get the chance to show you what I'm talking about. And that's pretty, it feels actually really good. So in this live video, the defendant is sort of ranting about me. And the reason is because at this point in time, I have launched falseanddefamatory.com. I had also launched the social media accounts, false and defamatory on TikTok and Instagram. And I was beginning to make some videos and some blog posts that were taking what the defendant had said on her social media and showing the actual facts and evidence, including the defendant's own words from her own deposition, where she was admitting that she actually didn't have any of the evidence that she claimed to have. And so she's heated about that. And so she is once again, doubling down. Actually, it's not doubling down at this point. I've, I've lost count, but she is once again, going all in. No, I was telling the truth the whole time. And she says something disturbing here. She says that she has nothing left to lose. And that's a kind of dangerous place for someone to be when they have already shown themselves so reckless when they did have a lot to lose. And she lists off the things that she did lose. I also want to point out that, and this continues to be so sad to me and also mind-blowing, that the defendant wouldn't have lost her marriage, her house, her money if she would not have defamed me for this long. She has said that she spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on attorneys. She followed this narrative so far that she accused her husband of working with me. And there would have been nothing for him to work with me on because I didn't do any of the things that she kept saying, but she just kept going. And so it still continues to blow my mind that the defendant will not realize that she alone is responsible for the destruction of her life and the destruction of everything that she had built, the loss of everything, but she just keeps going. She even says LFG, which means let's profanity go. And it's just disturbing. And to this day, she still has not stopped. This video was made in February of 2023. We are well past that and she still continues. On February the 22nd of 2023, I filed an open records request with the Bartonville Police Department to have my own copy of the police report and the videos. At that point in time, the attorneys had all had a copy, but I did not have my own copy that was just sent to my attorneys. And knowing that I wanted to have access to and reference and use that police report to show the facts and evidence of this case, 
I needed to file my own open records request anyway, because it is public record, but the process is you have to file an open records request. And so I did that on February the 22nd of 2023. On February the 24th of 2023, I made my final blog post at that point in time because I knew that behind the scenes, my attorneys were still working. And the defendant had made no effort to answer the post-judgment request for production and interrogatories, and there was no indication that that was going to be answered. And my attorneys actually speculated that there would be no answer because her final defamation attorney was unpaid, and that is who this was served to. And so we weren't really expecting an answer. However, since the defendant had filed for a motion for continuance in her divorce, and that was granted, my attorneys were now able to file as intervener in the divorce case and request the judgment to be paid from the trust account. That happened on February the 27th of 2023. So at this point, I am now an intervener in the defendant's divorce for the payment of the judgment only. That's the only reason that my attorneys filed as intervener. And now, because I am technically in legal proceedings again, I stopped talking on social media. I stopped making blog posts. I went silent about this entire issue because I was in legal proceedings. There was no planet that I was going to continue making blog posts and TikToks about this because there is now another judge that is involved in this case, even though the judge, it wouldn't have changed the judgment, but it could have affected whether or not the judge made the decisions that she made in the divorce case regarding the payment of the judgment. And so I behaved. I did not talk about this on social media because when you are in legal proceedings, you are not supposed to publicly speak about these things. Behind the scenes, however, during this time, I recorded my podcast, the vast majority of my podcast. I would say 80% of my podcast was recorded before I released it. But at this point in time, I had to go silent again. And I'm not going to lie, it was kind of emotional because by this point in time, I had gone through this for two years. I finally had the unanimous verdict. I finally had the judgment. And then I was finally able to speak. I was just getting started being able to unravel this story. And I had to stop again. And so I was okay because it was different. This time was different. This time it was known that that was likely going to have to happen. And it was sort of on my terms, not entirely. It was really the attorneys, but it was not because of something that she was saying or doing or, or blasting on social media. It was, it was my choice. I wasn't in my uh, opinion, I wasn't in danger at that point. My family wasn't in danger. So I didn't completely shut off my social media. I just stopped talking about this on the false and defamatory social media because that is the wise thing to do when you are in legal proceedings. Once my attorneys filed as intervener on February the 27th, the next step was for my attorneys to file a motion for my judgment to be paid out of the trust. And that happened on March the 8th of 2023. And that motion was just a follow-up sort of to the intervention. So we filed to be an official intervener, and then we had to say, why are we here? What are we doing? And so that motion was just, hey, we come as intervener in this case because you can't file a motion if you are not actually in the case and request that the judgment be paid from the trust. At this point in the podcast, I know that everyone is exhausted from hearing footage from the defendant defaming me. It seems like the same song and dance. Sometimes she changes the details and she is inconsistent, but she consistently 
goes on her social media and defames me. And she will make Instagram stories, posts, Facebook posts, live videos, and she will do that. And I have cut most of that out since the trial and verdict in these episodes. However, on April the 5th of 2023, the defendant makes a live video that is pretty jarring and there are new elements to this narrative. And so we are going to review this footage. And so feel free to fast forward if this is triggering for you, but we are going to go through this. And I do point this out, the timing, because my birthday is on April the 4th. And if you will recall, on H's birthday in 2021, the defendant made the live video that she titled Swimming in the Truth. And she was in a bathing suit and was attempting to read a statement that allegedly her attorney had given her. However, she went completely off script. And it was a very disturbing video. It was disturbing that she had made it on H's birthday. And I'm told by my therapist that people who exhibit this behavior will do things around very important dates on purpose to try and hurt the person that they are directing the behavior towards. And so H had gotten her birthday gift in June of 2021, and now it appears to be my turn. And in this video, the defendant is very heated because she is saying that she got an email from her child's school, which is a private school, she's alluding that the tuition has to be paid or a deposit or something like that, and that it was supposed to be paid from this money from the trust, but she is alleging that her ex-husband is negligent in some way. And so she is using that as the premise for this rant that she is going on. He told my son that we should pay this woman who, like, we shouldn't pay because she's a fraud. And, like, you told him we should pay that woman, but, like, we can't pay his tuition. Like, what? Makes no sense. It's, like, literally disgusting. My kid's like, does he, did he forget? He literally told us she was behind all this stuff for so long. But <clears throat> there's a little video I'm going to show you guys probably in a couple days because I've just been pushed that far. And... Honestly, you don't really need to show much more than the video for everybody to figure out what really happened. And I think I'm realizing that more now that I, unlike our friend, is just now like letting people see that video and they're like, oh my God, they literally admit it in the video. Uh, tuition is 20 something, 2021, 20, 275. Like we have it, it's there. It's already been like, it was supposed to be released months ago, but you both have to agree. So, you know, he agreed for us to release a ton of money a year ago, or we couldn't go on our, me and my son's trip to Europe. We had planned for a freaking year. And that's the frustrating part. Like this money sits in this trust account and you can't touch it unless both y'all agree. So like if I ask for money for anything like attorney fees or any of that, it has to be agreed upon, which, you know, we went to court last summer and the judge was like, sir, why are you not giving, releasing any money for her to defend herself with this stuff? Like that don't make any sense. What she didn't know is the person I'd be defending myself against is his character witness, who he also literally tried to say was him, her and not him for an entire year doing all this. Is both of them together. Yep. You'll see. I'll line it all out. 
orchestrating. Remember when the fishing trip, when I sent my dad on that expensive fishing trip that I really couldn't afford? You know, the crazy part is, of course, I, I think I told you all some of this before. I don't know. It's probably in my diary. But that day, I know I told you all about my dad not wanting to go that day. Well, that fishing trip I was supposed to go on, I paid for it. It was super expensive. It wasn't supposed to be something that I had, like, I hadn't budgeted for it or anything. But I knew my dad was dying, and I knew he wanted to go fishing. And then, of course, uh, you know, my operations manager and my ex-husband said we had these, you know, awful problems at the warehouse that needed to be addressed, and I probably needed to stay home from the fishing trip to handle those problems. Well, fishing trip rolls around. My dad, I told you guys this part before, maybe both, but... Um, the fishing trip have little like tags on my like diary entries now so I can go look up fishing trip and write and look up all the posts and stuff that I've ever made. It's the craziest shit. But anyways, it's all in there. Um, it's funny, the minute they left for Louisiana for that fishing trip after I convinced my dad to go because he didn't want to go, which should have been my sign, something ain't right. Suddenly those problems at the warehouse disappeared. So instead, and my ex-husband and my dad went on this fishing trip that I paid for. I never got paid back from dad or his uncle two uncles that went nope cost me six thousand dollars never saw a dime of it you want to write me a check you know just all those little things little crazy things i keep trying to figure out like how am i going to address all this and maybe i'll just go take her videos and just respond to each one like do i think she deleted her text message from my text message thread from my phone the night that i told everybody and went to an attorney and told them i knew what was happening no because you weren't in my house but I wasn't about to say at the deposition that it was either my employee who was standing in my house right now, who I thought I could trust with my life, or my husband deleting the text messages. But do it, who do I believe did it now? Yeah, of course. Because this is the thing. No, nobody, no woman is going to delete a text message thread and then save the woman's name in my phone under her husband's phone number and not look to see if her husband's ever texted me. Because now in that phone that I still have, if you look up her, 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 her name, the conversation in the text thread is a conversation I've had with her husband. Like it don't make no sense. So I guess I just need to sit down and figure out how I'm going to break it all down and then disgusting but to to turn around and tell our child like mom does need to pay that woman blah, blah 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 after you literally said for two years she's a psychopath and that she's stalking us and she sued her last employer so that's why she's doing it to us we didn't get to bring up any of that in court just fyi actually we brought up zero things not a single thing not a post nothing 10 years of posts about me on the internet and not a single one was talked about at one point they were like so if you have the ip address does that mean that you would know who's saying these things and i said yeah and we've asked for years and i've offered mine <laughs> it is what it is her witness was him ask him why we're getting divorced because i accused him of colluding with her lo and behold looky also crazy thing is you know she bought my name as a website also i will block you if you follow any of her troll accounts i'll tell you right now um but she bought my name as a website she bought my Instagram handle as a website. I told you guys I was going to start a makeup line. She bought that name within five hours. Like the Facebook post said 5H. I had made that post five hours before saying I was going to start my makeup line back up again. And within five hours, she purchased that domain name. And apparently that's illegal. I mean, that's legal. You can buy somebody's actual whole name. Don't worry about deleting your posts, sis. I already screen recorded them just like you do me. The difference is I told the truth and I still am and you're lying full of shit. 
you and him, both y'all, disgusting. I guess they just thought I just would lay down and take it. But like, why would I do that? No, you lied to my kids. Lines have been drawn. Mm -mm. I'm done. I'm done being nice. I'm done saying, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. Like, let them do what they want. No, 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 no. No, no. No more. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Defendant says that she is upset that her son's tuition is in jeopardy. And I just want to point out that she is making this video. She is heated. There are a lot of people tuning in. But the underlying reason for this video is to talk about that she doesn't have the money for her son's tuition. And it's because her evil soon-to-be ex-husband who's working with me, who is evil. And the point is to sort of garner sympathy from her followers for sales, which is her pattern, her very documented history of doing something like this. She's claiming in this video that her husband is telling her son that they should pay me. And I don't know any of these conversations. I have no idea what transpired. However, I'm just pointing out that at this point, the judgment had not been paid. And so I'm not sure if he was trying to get the judgment paid out of the trust at this point, And that's what she's referring to. I'm not really sure. But she is pretty heated about that. And she references multiple times that he said for a whole year that it was her behind all of this and not him and that sort of thing. And so it sounds like the whole time that she was trying to accuse him of doing these things, he was trying to sort of save himself and saying, oh, it's it's not me. It's definitely got to be her or going along with her in some way or something like that. And I'm just speculating and gathering that from what she is saying here. She also says that she's annoyed and she's about to show a little video. She doesn't know when, maybe in the next few days. And all you have to do is just watch the video to know what happened. And she is making reference to the police video from November the 6th of 2020 when she told H to meet her at the police department. And then she and the officer proceeded to quote, interview H for three hours and nine minutes where the defendant often attempts to coerce H into going along with her false and defamatory narrative. And if you are a judge on Patreon, you have actually heard that audio footage, but that is the video that she is referring to. And this isn't the only time that she has talked about, oh, if we would just watch the police video and her attorney attempted to sneak it in at trial into evidence. And so she always talks about how this video would be this huge smoking gun and H admitted all of these things. However, I have no problem releasing that video in terms of some secret confession or, or some smoking gun. The reason that I struggled with releasing that footage is because what is on that video is disturbing. It's abusive. It is attempting to manipulate and strong arm this 23-year-old little girl at a police station, intimidating her and trying to get her to go along with something that she doesn't know to be true for herself. She was only told those things. And she says that in the video. And so 
it doesn't make a lot of sense that the defendant would go on and on and on about how this would just seal the deal and this would, you know, it would have changed everything. Why would I, why would I put that information out there? It's, it doesn't say what she thinks it says and it doesn't do what she thinks it should do, but she always talks about that video. And so now it's available for judges on Patreon. And like I say in the footage, I did remove H's voice and I did remove her mom's voice because this isn't my story to tell that portion of it. However, I did include the entire transcript so you can see what they said along with that bonus episode, but I didn't feel that it was fair to them to release the sound of their voices when it's just not my story to tell. She also talks about the trust account and that her husband wouldn't release money for her to defend herself. I'm not really sure what she is referring to, but she talks about how for money to be released from that trust account, they both have to agree. They either both have to agree or a motion has to be filed and the judge has to grant it, which is what's happening in my motion. And so at this point in time, my motion hasn't been heard, but that is how the trust works in the legal process. Then she says, but that judge doesn't know that that woman is his character witness. And I would just like to point out that once again, the issue in this divorce and the reason, and the defendant will say this, and sometimes she will contradict herself, but that she accused her husband of working with us. And so I should have been called as her witness so her attorneys could question me under oath if that's the allegation. But she tries to make it sound like it's this big conspiracy that I would have been on his witness list. But also, mind you, at this time, I had not been contacted in any way, shape, or form that I even was a witness. And so at this point in time, this is all just me hearing this from her mouth. She talks about there was a fishing trip that she sent her dad on and that she was supposed to go on it, but myself and her husband orchestrated some issues so that she wouldn't go. And I went back and looked, and I also asked some other employees that I worked with at that time because I could not recall that the defendant was ever supposed to go on that trip, nor could I find any evidence of an issue around that time where I said, implied, or even hinted at that she shouldn't go. It was never even a thing that she was going. It was always that she was sending the guys on this trip. And so this is a brand new narrative, and which is not surprising because the defendant often has brand new narratives, but this was sort of comical because she was never intended to go on that trip to my knowledge or to the other people's knowledge that I spoke with who were there and working with me at that time. She also says, how should I address this? Maybe I'll just take her videos and respond one by one. And she's referring to the TikTok videos that I had made and potentially the blog post that I had made at that point in time. And once again, this is the first time that she had talked about the trial. Before I started speaking out, the defendant was not talking about it. She went on like it hadn't happened. She lied about the verdict that there were fake documents. Her followers were going along with that narrative. And so she didn't start actually having to answer for these things until I started sharing the actual truth. So she is big mad about all of that and is saying that she's just going to take my videos and respond to each one. To this day, that has not happened. So she had said that she was going to do that, but that, that actually didn't come to fruition. She also talks about the deposition and that she says that she didn't want to say in the deposition that it was her husband that deleted the text. And so it's really interesting here because she is talking about knowingly being vague or not telling the whole truth in her deposition, which I just find to be interesting that you would admit that on 
camera on a live video that you know will be captured for the legal process because she makes reference to the fact that my legal team screen records all of her content. But she does admit that here. And it just appears to me, and this is my opinion, and I am just forming my own opinion based on what I've seen in this video, that she does appear to be very perturbed about the videos that I've been making and the truth that I have been actually sharing and the facts and evidence that are now out there. And now she is having to figure out how she is going to respond to that. She also talks about IP addresses and she says something about how in the trial, she says, yeah, you would never give me yours or, or I asked for yours and I told you I would give you mine. And I might need to go back to the trial episodes and re-listen to that transcript, but I don't recall a line of questioning where she says that she has offered to give her IP addresses, so I'm not really sure exactly what she's referencing there. She also says that her soon-to-be ex-husband is my witness, and he was not at the trial, so she's saying that here, that he was my witness as if he was there, but he actually wasn't, and she knows that. She has admitted that he wasn't there, but here she's trying to make it sound like he was my witness at trial. She also talks about how that I had purchased domains that have to do with her, and that is true. I have done that, and I've talked about that in a prior episode, and those domains do point to falseandefamatory.com, where people can see the actual facts and evidence and see the truth because the defendant has continued to make well over 30, I don't even know what the count is at this point, social media platforms. She has developed new businesses. She calls herself by a different name and has continued to defame me. And so once again, I just wanted a way for people, if they come across her lies, that they will find their way to the truth. So here to your answer, why did the courts allow this to continue? She doesn't know. She does not know that the same person that sued me for a million dollars, whose original lawsuit was because she said I said she was a 16 and not a 12, okay? That wasn't allowed to be brought up either. I wasn't allowed to say that. And then she later changed her reasoning, but I wasn't, and that was eight months prior to when she filed the lawsuit. Crazy thing was, how did she know I was home that day? Did my husband tell her? That's fucking disgusting. And honestly, like, I'm done. I'm over it, and now I'm gonna tell it. Like, it's, I'm, I'm, this is enough. Enough is enough. Like I'm, I've literally lost everything in my life except for my child. And I've had to go to court to fight for that several times too. So like enough, I'm just going to get it off my chest. Say the whole thing from beginning to end. Maybe somebody out there will say, you know what? Here you go. I know you don't have any money. I'll represent you and I'll take 90% of whatever you ever get out of this. I'd say, hell yes. Cause I don't give a damn about a dollar. All I want is the truth to be out. So everybody knows that I was never lying, I've never lied. Mm -mm. They did this together, both of them. And how did, uh, what's her name get involved? The little blonde one that apparently I'm not allowed to say her name because that's who I'm going, I'm going there first, I'll tell you right now. Here, this is how she got involved. She talked about me gossiping to, uh, what's her name? The freaking Captain Troll. And I think she got too wound up, just like I said in the deposition. We should release that. Isn't the deposition public record? Hmm. Why does she black things out when she talks about that? Like I said that day too, I think she got manipulated, but also she should be called to the carpet for the things that she's done. She gossiped about me and knew that the other one had it over her head. So that's why she joined her. Cause where'd she, where are you at since then? I ain't seen you nowhere. Talking to me and asking for your money. Let's just bring it all out. Cause I'm done. I'm done being nice. I'm done just sitting here while people take advantage of me. I'm done believing things that I shouldn't believe. 
I'm done going, you know, he's too dumb to pull that off. I used to say you're guilty or dumb. Now I know. I know my counselor's like, you need to just go represent yourself. But the problem is I cuss too much, number one. And I'm putting on really crappy makeup because I just have to put on some makeup for these for this video tonight. And, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, but I don't know how to, like, say things properly. I mean, I wish I could just do it all myself. At the end of the day, though, here's the one benefit. Is that if you are sued, you have to defend yourself no matter what, right? So, in my case, I had to pay somebody to defend me. And... Now, everybody else is going to have to pay somebody to defend them because I'm done. I'm going to take all my binders that they make fun of and all my proof. And first, I'm going to tell you and then I'm going to tell court because I'm done. I, at first, I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to say, tell my friends on the Internet and then just be done with the situation. But you know what? No, 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 no. My child already knows every single thing that's going on because he lived the moments he was there when you were like trying to tell us that she was logged into our bank accounts and logged into our QuickBooks and oh my God, look what she's saying today. And oh, all my friends were like, why are they always telling you what the trolls say? That's so weird. Like, did you ever notice that my best friends were not friends with them, right? Is that odd? Especially because as close as I was with them, right? They weren't because my best friends all thought it was weird that they would tell me every day what these trolls said. There ain't trolls. Are you kidding me? My DMs are full of really fucking nice people. There's not trolls anywhere. It's ex-girlfriend's high literally idiot posted her all her information on the blog too. Like that don't hurt my feelings. Okay. Sit down, ma'am. And you know, her little warriors. And like if you're so deathly afraid of me, why are you hosting Zoom calls and meetups and begging people for followers on TikTok so you can go live to talk about me? It's freaking gross. What did I do to you? That's what I want to know. Sick, sick, sick. What did I do? Besides put your kid in my will, besides being the only person who showed up from our company to your birthday two years ago, yes, three years ago yesterday, what did I do? I don't even need an explanation. I mean, I'd love for an explanation from the little blonde one. Like, how do you sleep at night? But I'm done. Like, I've exceeded my tolerance level. Today was the last day of me saying, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. I ain't letting it go. No more. You go tell whoever you want. Go tell your mama. Go tell Jesus. Go tell a judge. I literally don't care anymore. I'm not. I don't. All anybody can take away from me is money. And when I don't have any more and I'm real close right now, then it won't matter anyway. So just leave me alone and let me tell the whole truth from the very beginning. And people can assume whatever they want. Here's the thing. If I was talked about on the Internet for 10 years in a row by somebody who until 2019 did not know how much my paycheck was, did not know how much was in my bank account, did not know how much my PPP loan was, did not know any of those things. One time I asked, I told you all this before, how much was my paycheck? And he told me the exact dollar amount, which is exactly what's on the troll blog. And who the fuck would know that number if I didn't know that number? Tell me, sir. And he, and then when I go, wow, that's odd. That's exactly the number that they have on the internet. He was like, huh, huh, huh. the laugh, he laughs when he's lying. Play this whole video, please. I don't care anymore. I literally don't care. There will be nothing left to take. So play it all. Because you know what? The quicker I can get away from him, the quicker I can live my life and go back to my business. And I don't care. You can have you can have the building. You can have the inventory. You can have the mezzanine. You can have all them old products that nobody wants because they've been there for seven years. You can have all that. I don't want nothing. All I want is the truth to come out and I want all I want my business debt to be paid. The bank called me and said, we 
know what's going on in your divorce. And just FYI, if he thinks he's not going to, if he thinks he's going to get away with not paying for anything he owes us, he's personally guaranteed those things. So think again, sir, you can't do that. You can't just tell people you don't want to pay something. And then, first of all, that is lying. Second of all, no, you don't make a million dollars from selling your house and then be like, I'm not paying any of my debt. No, you are. You definitely are. All I have to do is continue to not be ever in default and I'll be fine. So let me tell you what, I'll get 14 jobs if I need to. I don't care. I'm not lying. I've never, I've never even embellished. I've never exaggerated. I've never even like said something thinking that's what it was and then not had receipts for what I've said. No, every single thing. Should do a Q&A. Are you kidding me? Disgusting. This woman had people up there crying. It's just gross. Yeah. Dot com. That ain't me. Dot com. That ain't me. Nope. And I know I'm probably sending you traffic right now. And like I said, I, I, if y'all follow any of her accounts, I promise you I'll block you. Don't even send me a message and ask me why you can't see me anymore because that's the answer, period. I don't care if y'all read the dumb shit. I don't care what you do. Nobody even hardly knows about it, which is why she ain't got no followers and she's so upset about it. But like at the end of the day, if you follow that, that is a sign of support and I'm not here for it. So don't even come over here and try to follow me. And the idea that, you know, and the idea that he is like supporting this behavior, like she's trying to ruin my life and you're co-sign like your son knows what she's doing and by you telling your son like oh yeah we should give her a bunch of money are you crazy no we should not it's disgusting i never lied about anything i've ever said i just never got the opportunity to say that ever never in my life go read the transcript tell me did i talk for more than 19 minutes did they ever ask me about a single post nope 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 is the answer so since i didn't get my day maybe i'll just make my own day because i am i am angry I am not a liar. I'm a lot of things. I'm a hot mess. I always say I'm going to do a giveaway and I forget. I cancel warehouse sales sometimes and I don't mean to. I get overwhelmed easy these days. I have a lot of anxiety. One thing I ain't is a liar. Even my counselor, she's like, she, no, you know what? I told her one time sitting on her couch. He also said that I am honest to a fault. I'm honest to my own detriment. In this clip she is still going on and she talks about how the judge doesn't know that I'm the one that sued them for a million dollars and she references the first reason for my lawsuit and it, that it was about the jeans we've been over this we know that that's not the case and but she still tells her followers this because that's been her narrative this entire time she also says about the day that she was served how did I know she would be home did her husband tell me and I had nothing to do with the date that she was served. It is the job of a process server to find you and serve you with legal documents. And the first place that they are likely to go is your home. And so there's not really a conspiracy there with how did we know she was going to be home. And so I just think it's interesting, not that she says it because she does say some wild things, but it just continues to blow my mind that her followers don't pick up on that. That's that's not a secret or conspiracy. It's a process server's job. They're going to go to your house first. That's just the procedure. She says that she just wants the truth to be out there because she's never lied. And then she does reference eight. She talks about the little blonde one and says that that's where she's going first. And so I'm not really sure what she is referencing there, but she seems to be suggesting that 
she wants an explanation from H about all of this. Then she says that we should release her deposition, aren't those public record, and she doesn't understand why I black things out. Well, I've discussed this. I will black things out that are either identifying in nature to a person or a city. So all that I do is to protect anonymity, or I will black things out that are confidential information that should not be shared with the public. And so that is a courtesy that I have extended to everyone else involved in this entire situation, including the defendant, including H, including the defendant's soon-to-be ex-husband, including a lot of people. But she is referencing that here and saying, well, we should just release the entire deposition. At this point in time, Whenever I was recording TikToks and making blog posts, obviously I was doing that in pieces because you've heard the full deposition now. It was a six-part episode. And so there would have been no way for me to just release the entire thing in a TikTok video or a blog post or something like that. Also, it took a lot of time to redact all of that and to black out all of that identifying information. And so at this point in time, though, the full deposition has been released. And so the defendant's request was granted. She also says that she thinks that I manipulated H and that H got in over her head and that she got too wound up because she was venting to me. That is something that she has said before, but she still believes that if I wouldn't have been manipulating H, that she never would have been, quote, on my side. And then she also talks about that H had joined my lawsuit as an intervener. I've also addressed this before. There's not a big conspiracy there either. She was actively being defamed. Our attorneys corresponded, but that's the extent of that. She talks about, it implies or outright says that she is going to take us all to court because the good thing is that when you're sued, you have to defend yourself. And then she talks about how she had to defend herself and she had to pay attorneys. She also references that she is going to be representing herself, but she does make it sound like she is planning to file her own lawsuits against us. At this point in time, that has not been done, but here in this video, she is saying that that is her plan. She said at first that she wasn't going to do anything. She was just going to tell her internet friends, but now she is going to take us to court. And so I just want to point that out. Her court continues to be public opinion. As long as her followers are believing her, going along with her, and commenting in support of her, she will continue to tell this story. She also says that her son knows everything that's going on because he lived it. And I just want to point out again, there's nothing that she won't weaponize. And it's disturbing to me that she has involved her son in all this. I obviously don't have any control over that, but it is very sad. And then she says that her husband had told her and her son that I was logged into their bank account or QuickBooks or something. And no evidence of that was ever turned over. I've I, I logged out of everything the moment that I left and removed apps from my phone. So there's no truth to that whatsoever. But she is saying that to her followers. If that had been the case, where is the proof of that? Where are the screenshots? Where's the documentation showing that someone else was logged into those accounts? Nothing like that was ever produced. But as is customary, she never produces any sort of proof to her followers whatsoever. She just talks and they believe her. Also, if that had been the case, why would she not have called her husband as a witness and had her attorneys question him under oath about me allegedly being logged into those accounts? It doesn't make any sense, but she doesn't have to give all of those details because her followers just believe whatever she says, and she has learned that. And she has also learned that they will purchase from her, and that is why she is on this video. Once again, she is hollering about how her son's tuition isn't paid. She will reference soon that she is having a sale. Like clockwork, she uses defamation for profit. And it's just 
wild that her followers have not seemed to pick up on it yet. She does call out somebody and she says that it's her husband's ex-girlfriend or something like that and talks about that person giving their identity on the blog. And I will just point out that at one point in time, there was a person who did disclose their identity on Reddit. And the defendant, this isn't the only time that the defendant has made reference to her. And there are other videos where she calls this woman out. And I just point that out because once again, the defendant went on this campaign about me just on a hunch that she thought that I was doing these things or she needed that to fit the narrative. But when she actually does have someone's actual identity, she will go after them as well as she has done to this Reddit user. And that is one of the main reasons why I don't agree that anonymity online should be banned or against the law because your personal information in the hands of somebody that is dangerous and that will weaponize things, that should not be allowed. So I do believe in protecting privacy online. Not to say that I believe that you should be able to do whatever you want anonymously online, but in terms of protecting your identity from sharing your opinion about an online personality, I don't think that there should be laws against that. She also makes reference to the fact that she was the only one that showed up on my birthday. And then she says three years ago yesterday, she knows the timing of this video. She is well aware. And I've also addressed the birthday that she did show up to at midnight, right before midnight. I've addressed that before and that the other employees were waiting for her direction and she never gave it, but she's going to twist that into that. She's the only one who cared to come. Then she makes a statement that says, go tell somebody about it, go tell a judge, go tell your mama, go tell whoever. And I just think that that's interesting because we did tell a judge and a jury and they unanimously ruled in my favor. And so here it's just odd because she is saying this as if that hadn't already been done, as if we hadn't already litigated this entire issue and as if there hadn't been a verdict and a judgment against her for it. She also claims, and she's made this claim before that her actual paycheck was on the blogs, the actual amount to the penny, I have never seen a post like that. I have seen the defendant share financial information excessively on her own social media accounts, but she often references this post and I've never seen it. It was never turned over. I've never even seen anything that looks like her paycheck amount would have been on the blog, but she references it again here and claims that she asked her husband about it and said, oh, that's the exact same amount and that he chuckled about that or something. I'm not really sure. And once again, like I said, nothing like that was ever turned over. The only thing that I've ever seen financial in nature would be like her entire yearly revenue, which I've already gone over this. That was published voluntarily. She submitted that information to Inc. 5000 and Inc. 5000 published that. That's the only thing that I've seen where her revenue was disclosed. However, the defendant will often talk about how many subscription boxes that she sold in People know the price, and so they can just do math. She will share her orders. She's actually shared screenshots of her sales before. And so, again, I've never seen a post that says this is how much her paycheck is. I have seen posts that have financial information, but it's all either something that she has shared that's public record or that people were able to just do simple calculations and determine a number. She also says, play this whole video, she doesn't care. And so she knows that her content is being captured and freely admits that she doesn't care if somebody records it and plays it later. She also claims that her bank called her recently and says that they know what's going on and she wants her business debt to be paid and that her husband is not agreeing to, I guess, pay it. And that the bank has told her that he just can't not pay. And then she talks about how 
not paying a debt would be lying and we just don't do that. And I'm just pointing that out because at this point she owes me a debt to the tune of almost $250,000. And she is admitting in this video that her husband is saying that that needs to be paid seemingly from the trust. And she is saying, absolutely not. We're not paying that woman. And so on one hand, she's saying, oh, I would never not pay my debt. That's just wrong and horrible while admitting that she is willfully making the choice to not pay me. And so likely what is happening in the background, and I'm just, again, inferring this from what she is saying, that her husband is saying, we should pay me, presumably the judgment, and she's saying no. She had already said that for money to be released from the trust, that it has to be agreed upon. And so what I'm gathering is her husband was saying, we need to pay this judgment from the trust, and she is saying no. And so that's just an interesting parallel that she is complaining that her husband is not willing to pay one debt, but she is also not willing to pay a different one, which happened to be my judgment. In addition to that, her attorneys from the defamation case had filed a whole intervention in this divorce because she didn't pay them. And so again, it's just another inconsistency that the followers don't seem to pick up on. And that just continues to blow my mind. She once again as usual, claims she's never lied. She's never exaggerated about anything. She has all the receipts. There have been no receipts. Not only did she not bring any receipts to trial, but she's not shown any proof whatsoever to her followers. And so where are the receipts? Your trial has been litigated. Your chance to show the truth was there. You didn't show it. And not only did you not show it then, you're not showing it since then to the followers, despite professing that you have all of these receipts. But once again, nobody comments about that and says, you know, show the receipts. And so she just talks about how she's always going to show this proof, but she never actually does. And she can't because there isn't any, because she made this all up. She made reference to the trial and said that I had people crying. I'm not sure who she was referencing to. I obviously got emotional. My husband got emotional. I don't know if she saw the jurors get emotional or not, or if she's just exaggerating or lying in that moment. I'm not really sure what she's referencing. It also could have been perhaps my mom. I don't know if my daughter may have gotten emotional or my mom's best friend, but she is referencing the trial there. She also lists a few of the domains that I've purchased and have pointed to falseanddefamatory.com. And she says that apparently that's not illegal. And then she says, and she says this often, that if anyone were to follow my social media handles, that she will block them. And she does do that. She will go through, she admits this on videos, she will go through my followers and block people who follow my false and defamatory accounts. And so she makes these threats here that her followers should not do that because she'll find out about it and she will block them. While she can see if people follow my public false and defamatory social media accounts, there is no way for her to know who goes to my website. There is no way for her to know who views my social media accounts. There's no way for her to know who listens to my podcast. There's not even a way for her to know who is subscribed to my Patreon. And so while her followers may be afraid to actually hit that follow button, there's nothing preventing them from actually going and hearing or seeing the truth and facts and evidence for themselves, other than the fact that she's just threatening that if they do that, that she will block them. But in reality, there are plenty of anonymous ways where people can get the facts and evidence of this case. She makes a comment that I am trying to ruin her life. 
And this is a particularly frustrating comment because all I am doing is taking her defamation and showing the actual facts and evidence. In fact, the defendant tried to ruin my life. She tried to ruin my career. She tagged people and spread her campaign of lies as far and wide as she possibly could so that every single person would, quote unquote, know what I had done. And so I find it really, it's just really rich that she is there complaining and saying that I am trying to ruin her life when in reality, she tried her hardest to ruin mine. And all I am doing is trying to clear my name and educate people about defamation and responsible social media use. But here she's claiming that I'm trying to ruin her life, which is not the case. Then she also says that in the court transcript, her attorneys never presented any evidence. They um, never talked about a post. And so she's leading into that her attorneys were negligent, and you'll hear that soon enough. But she says specifically, go and see, did I talk for more than 19 minutes? At this point in time, you've listened to the full court transcript, and there is definitely more than 19 minutes when the defendant spoke. And so I'm not really sure where she came to that number, but she did speak for longer than that. She was questioned during my case in chief, and she was also questioned during her case in chief. And she was also cross-examined by my attorney during her case in chief. So there were definitely more than 19 minutes where she was on the stand, but she has to answer for the fact that I have said that there was no evidence. And so her new narrative is about to be that her attorneys were negligent and she is admitting that there was no evidence, but she is saying that it's because her attorneys were negligent, not because she didn't have the evidence. over here going see guys people are nice and my friends are like why are you trying to convince us we already know that like people are over look at my posts on social media do you ever see anybody talking in the comments now how are you going to say somebody has 10 years of troll blog posts that are now all private mind you okay but 10 years of these posts and not no one ever said these stuff on my social media you go look at instagram or or any of these big influencers with a million followers and they got the same amount or less pages as me on these troll blogs and they got so much hate in their comments how do i not have any hate in any i don't delete it. you i'll let you sit right there ma'am you can say whatever you want to say i'm sure i get on i rub some people wrong i'm not i mean i ain't for everyone but i mean nobody is at the end of the day but just to think like that's why that stuff never bothered me because i knew those people don't know me because if you knew me you'd like me i'm like a cool chick i'm not I'm really nice. I'll bend over backwards for you. I don't talk about my friends and I don't let my friends talk about other people. Like I'm just a, a decent human, a good human, actually. I really do think that. And I think most of y'all do too. And I never once wavered in thinking that. But what I won't do is sit here and have my entire life ruined and my son's life now ruined because of greedy people. No, you should have just took what you wanted and left me the f alone. And that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to make me have to sell my house. It wasn't enough to do all this while my dad was dying. It wasn't enough to do, I'm not gonna cry because I am putting my makeup on and I'm gonna do that video. And I'm gonna make that money. I'm gonna pay my kids tuition. I'm gonna tell them just face the f off. Stop, 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 stop. Also, I ain't out here stalking y'all. I didn't sue the last person I worked for and then threaten them that if they testified for me, you were going to sue them again. Yep, that's exactly what happened. I must be making that up. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. 
sometimes I wonder too, like, how do people sleep at night? But then I guess it ain't none of my business, so I don't need to know. But I'll tell you, the tolerance level has been exceeded. Like, I'm, I'm over being the nice girl. I'm over being the patient girl. I'm over waiting for this judicial system to, like, catch up and, like, finally... Like, can you imagine somebody accusing you of doing something that they are doing to you? Okay, then layer on top of that that your husband is helping them. Like, this is gross, and nobody's helping me, and that's why I'm here today, because I am, I'm done. I'm done. Now it's affecting my kid and his schooling, and I'm not, we're not, I'm not going to keep letting this happen. This is crazy. You know, what's crazy is I met with a forensic person on the 17th of February, parked in front of me at Walmart on the 18th of February. That crazy bitch's last post about me was February 24th. You do the math because that's the facts. Go look at my stories. There, there must be coincidences though, right? Somebody told you to stop talking, didn't they? I'm glad they did. I'm glad you listened. I mean, it doesn't, you do you, 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 sis. You gotta live with that. It's disgusting. This is all just disgusting. So the defendant continues here and she talks about how that there are large influencers who have so much hate in their comments, but she doesn't have any of that. And, you know, that's been the basis for I'm everybody on the troll blogs because everybody's nice to her in real life and nobody is mean to her. Everybody likes her. So it doesn't make sense that there would be all of this hate about her and says how she never gets ugly comments. And she also says that she doesn't delete anything. And that is just blatantly false. Anytime someone says something that could be perceived as unfavorable towards the defendant, or if people blatantly try and call her out, if people see it, number one, they will start attacking. The followers will, the defendant will, and or the defendant will delete the comments. She deletes comments all of the time. And so she's saying that she never gets any of that, but she does. And then she deletes it or her followers attack and then she deletes it. In H's settlement agreement, if you'll recall, the defendant was supposed to be paying $10,000 per occurrence that she even referenced H. And earlier in the video, she said, why aren't you asking for your money? She knows that she is not supposed to talk about H, but she does it anyway. And so this is another demonstration of the fact that the defendant respects nothing from the court. She doesn't respect my judgment, the fact that there is a unanimous verdict and judgment. She's blatantly refusing to pay it. And she doesn't respect the settlement agreement that she signed saying that she would not reference H anymore. And so it's just really indicative of her mindset towards the legal process. She talks again about how her life is being ruined and now her son's life is being ruined. She gets emotional and says, no, she's got to finish putting her makeup on so she can go get on this video and make this money. Again, this is all for sales. This entire performance is for sales. And I am saying that based on my own opinion from facts and evidence that I have seen in a clear pattern that the defendant uses defamation for profit. She also referenced my former business partner again and says that she's not the one who sued her former employer and then threatens to sue them again if they testify. I have already been over this. Yes, the defendant attempted to use the fact that I had been in a prior lawsuit to try and show that this was a pattern for me and I was a serial extortionist, but the judge heard arguments about that. We had a hearing about it outside the presence of the jury after her attorney and the defendant tried to talk about it multiple times and got reprimanded by the judge. We had a hearing about that and the judge heard the evidence that he needed to hear and ruled that it had no relevance in this case and ruled that it couldn't be submitted. And so the defendant is once again trying to make something sound like it's a big smoking gun when in reality 
that lawsuit had nothing to do with any of this. Then the defendant gives us a little bit of insight to what she believes is proof. She says that she met with a forensic person on February the 17th, and then she says that her ex-husband was parked in front of her at Walmart on February the 18th, and that my last post was on February the 24th. And she is alluding to that she thinks that that is all tied together and is not just a coincidence. And then she says, go look at my stories. And the defendant had documented the fact that her husband had parked in front of her at Walmart and had made a, a series of videos about that as if he was doing that on purpose or something to that effect. And so she is saying like, this is part of her proof. And the reason that my last post was on February the 24th is because three days later, my attorneys filed as an intervener in their divorce case. And I was in legal proceedings again, and I'm not going to talk publicly about any of this while I'm in legal proceedings. But she is trying to make it sound like that it was because she met with a forensic person and then that her husband parked in front of her at Walmart. And none of that even makes sense. But again, followers, oh yeah, that's definitely proof that you are telling the truth about this and must be telling the truth about it all. But that's not actually evidence of anything. was put online hadn't said anything like january 19 2022 when we went to court and somehow the internet knew the day before we ever got to court that my kid was meeting with the judge but i didn't know that and the judge didn't know that and it wasn't on the documents but it was online the day before we ever got to court how'd you know that how i mean in common sense how did you know that like i said tolerance level exceeded i'm over it I'm not doing it no more. I'm not playing this nice girl no more. I don't, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not gonna wonder if my kid is gonna be able to go to that school next year. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to sell every single thing in that warehouse and I'm gonna pay for it myself. That's how it's gonna happen. And I'm not gonna ask for anything else i'm not going to keep going back to attorneys and paying them 300 dollars, 450 an hour so they can go to court and ask that's mine anyways nope i'm not gonna do that the smart thing would have done would have been like let's pay off all of our debt as soon as we sold our house in 22 in may of 22 instead of but here's why we didn't do that okay number one i didn't do that because i wasn't allowed i've asked for that since the beginning he didn't do that because he knew that i'm gonna have to pay this massive amount of line of credit, credit card fees, all that, okay? So why agree to pay off all that debt whenever, if you don't agree to it, she's gonna have to keep up with these payments while she's literally making 10% of the income she used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't worry, I'll figure it out, sweetheart. And you're still gonna be who you are. And I used to tell him too, your punishment in all this is either you're gonna be the guy that let it happen or the guy that made it happen, and neither one of those are good people to be. Well, looky here. I mean, like I said, I got receipts for every damn thing I've ever said. And nothing I've ever said was even like a... You know what's crazy is that everything I've ever said isn't even as bad as what it all really is. She did all this recently. Yeah, baby girl. Right now, this is what's happening. Yes. The original lawsuit was because she said that I said in March of 2020 that she was a size 16 and not a 12. And what I did, what happened was she went online and said that 
she told everybody in one of our group pages that um, the new jeans that we got, that they were two sizes too small for her, knowing that if she incites panic in those people, they're all going to question the jeans and not want to buy them. 135 people were on that comment, had commented on that post, freaking out, okay? And so I made a post, very apologetic about having to make that post, saying I hate to even make this post, but I just need you guys to know that she's technically specced to be a size 16. I said I didn't want to make a post like this. It makes me uncomfortable to talk like this. But I just want you guys to know, before you dive into this, oh, my God, the jeans are two sizes too small, please understand she's technically specced to be a size 16 and not a 12. So if your measurements match with hers, you will also be a 16. Also, she ordered 16s. So... But we weren't allowed to say any of that, any of that at court, okay? So, and this, the, mind you, the lawsuit was in November. The comments made were in March, okay? So, at the end of November when I got the lawsuit, uh, it was a couple weeks later, it was changed to, she's suing me for a million dollars for me telling you guys that she has been stalking me on the internet, which I still wholly stand by right this minute right now. And now she does it under her own name with her own face. And then she told the court that I was a disgruntled boss. They didn't show the text messages that I had sent my other employee saying, should we go check on her? Do you think she's okay? I'm not taking her kid out of my will. She's probably just being dramatic. Like, do you think she's all right? No, none of that got brought up either. I have all those messages still. Um, and instead, it was that I was a disgruntled boss, angry that she was gone. The I'm angry. Am I angry that anybody's ever leaving? It's a retail job. You can go if you want to go. I literally don't care. I... I want you to do better things. You're not going to make a million dollars a year working here, so go do great things. When Kim left and went to be a realtor, I post about her all the time. She's got a cart business, and I mean, like, every one of my other employees has her own boutique. Like, go do something great that fills your cup. Like, I'm not that kind of person at all, number one. But couldn't bring any of that up. Uh, she said that my my followers were threatening her life. She feared that she was going to get assaulted. She couldn't even go to Costco or church anymore. But yet she's a teacher. Are you f***ing serious? Said that. And then so they screenshotted a couple posts on one of my uh, group pages where somebody said, like, I'm going to beat her ass or something, which nobody was ever really going to do that. And one of the people who said that was actually someone who later trolled me, who doesn't have, like, a real page. But one of the people who had said something had said something, and she was a friend of mine, and she still is a friend of mine. Um, and she was just angry for me. But, like, I don't even have violent friends. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? But also, if you're so terrified, why are you trying to ho host, like, Zoom meetups now with strangers on the internet so y'all can talk about me? Why are you trying to host, like, live videos so you can talk about me? Why are you, no, Zoom calls and meetups in person just to talk about me? God, I can't, I, uh, you are, oh, man, I just lost my mind. See, you never thought I would say this stuff out loud, did you? No, tolerance level exceeded. Pissed off, activated. I'm done. I'm done protecting you guys. I'm done not even protecting y'all. I'm done just not fighting back. If nobody in the judicial system is going to fight for me after the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've wasted, then I will fight for my own self. Because the fact is, I've never lied. I've never lied to this day about a single thing. And everything that's happened is far worse than I even thought it would be a long time ago. And I'm done just sitting, sitting idly by while everybody else gets to say whatever they want and I don't get to say anything. defendant is talking about finding out that her husband was involved with this entire narrative that she has invented and 
she starts talking about the situation where her son was supposed to meet with the judge and how did the troll blogs know this when she didn't even know it, the judge didn't even know it. I've already talked about this in a prior episode. That was filed and it was public. And and how would I have known that the judge was going to meet with her child if the judge didn't know? Like none of that even makes sense. But again, nobody questions it and they just go right along with it. And again, I think that's a little bit of insight into her mind. She is selling this as this is her proof. But again, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't prove anything. She talks about that she is in significant debt and that her husband doesn't want to pay it. And she was talking about this earlier also and talking about the bank knowing what was going on. And so she's talking here about how she's going to make the payments on this. And I'm just pointing this out because she tries to claim that there is this confidential financial information online about her. But here's another example of her openly sharing specific information about some debt that she has. And so she tries to say that there's all this inside information. But once again, it usually comes from the defendant's own mouth. She says again that she has receipts for everything. She goes into the post about the denim and how that was the original reason for my lawsuit. And she says that it was over that she said I was a 16 and not a 12. And then she goes, but she ordered 16s. Like that's some big smoking gun. The entire reason for my post was that I was a 12 in the prior denim that she released, but I was a 16 in this denim. So the fact that I ordered a 16, I, I said that I had ordered a 16. That was the entire point of the post. But once again, nobody picks up on any of this. So she just keeps talking and keeps going. She says that she wholly stands by that I stalked her on the internet. So the judgment, the verdict, none of that has any bearing on her. She's still standing by her original campaign of lies. She also says that at court, we just kept saying that she was a disgruntled boss and that they should have showed the text where she was saying she was going to check on me after I left. And I do believe that she thinks that that is also some sort of proof. I'm not entirely able to determine what that is proof of, but the entire argument that we had at court wasn't that she was a disgruntled boss. Part of it was that I had quit, but it was that she defamed me for almost two years. And so once again, she is not actually saying what happened. She is saying what seems to be her version of events in her mind. And she feels wronged because her attorneys did not show text messages where she said she wanted to come check on me after I quit. Then the defendant discloses that I have changed professions and that I am now a teacher. And I was very irritated by this because one of the things that was disrupted in the defendant's campaign of lies was my career. I had to go get an entirely new career. I had to pay money to get a teaching certification so that I could change careers. Obviously, I also am not making the kind of money as a teacher that I could make in the industry. However, it's just a decision that I made based on what I had been through and based on what I felt was best for my life. But at that point, I did feel somewhat protected because her followers didn't know a lot about me at that point in my life. And so here she is disclosing that I'm a teacher and people can look that information up and potentially contact my employment and that sort of a thing. And so at that point, I did have to once again alert my admin that if we started to get any sort of emails or phone calls or social media posts about something like that, that she had disclosed that information. And so that was really, really frustrating. And it also bothered a lot of people. I had a lot of people who 
saw that video and saw her say that contact me and they were really upset on my behalf. And it won't be the only time that she's disclosing information about me, but that was the first time that she had disclosed openly that I was now a teacher. She talks about the posts that we brought up about her followers making violent threats and how that was just so ridiculous and her followers wouldn't actually do that. And okay, maybe, but this entire situation was unpredictable. These people are unpredictable. I have no idea the seriousness behind any of those comments. Nobody does. And you can't just take something like that lightly. And there were so many, so many all the time. And some of the people knew me and knew where I lived, or you could easily look that information up. And so it was very, very disturbing. And she's there trying to make light of it like it was no big deal. And then she once again says that she's going to fight back and that if no one in the judicial system is going to fight for her after paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars, that she is going to fight back for herself. And so she is not going to shut up. Sharing what I don't. And the fact is, the entire year that my dad was dying, I could not figure out how these details from my house were getting on the internet. And uh, it could not have been anybody else but my husband, and that was the narrative I kept telling him, this doesn't make sense. I would ask him, Dad, what? this doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. How would anybody know these things? Mom's not talking on, on the internet, which meant I wasn't making any money. And if I don't talk on the internet and I don't make any money, then guess what? I can't pay my bills, and if I can't pay my bills, then what? The, he, didn't, he did not divorce me because I accused him of working with her. No, he divorced me because I said, I'm going to stop paying on your credit card bills because you won't give me access to these credit cards. And every time me and Wibby use them and we're in public, it gets declined. But yet you're taking thousands and thousands of dollars, 71 grand out of my bank account from April to November to pay these credit card bills that I have no access to. It don't make no sense. The whole time not protecting me at all, which is why all my friends had a problem with him because they started coming over to my Wartonville house saying, I don't understand, like, why is he not helping you at all figure out, like, IP addresses or who could be behind this or, like, clearly, uh, you know, your employee just said that she told her the information that's on the internet and that it could have only come from those two girls. And then my employee goes so far as to ask the police, can I get in trouble for telling her all these things that she wrote about on the internet and the cop says yes and it's all on video it's all on video the same video that she, that the girl that sued me said that she handed out to people on the internet and said she was getting medals from some website for handing out the link to so many people like you're so so disgusting like i'm done i'm not doing this if nobody wants to help me legally that's fine but i'll if i just sit here and let everybody just not everybody let those two say whatever they want to say and then my and then I just have to keep shelling out money for this divorce. And now my kid's school might be in jeopardy? No, ma'am. Absolutely not. And don't worry, I changed my will. Your kid's not in it. I mean, it's punishment enough that that's... Yeah, so I thought it was crazy, too, because she brought this up at court, too, that I had said, I told y'all before that her daughter told me, I mean, her, no, I'm sorry, her daughter did not tell me. She told us at work one day that her daughter said she was the fakest person she ever met. And I thought, that's so weird. Who, why would your daughter say that about you? That's so weird. Now it makes sense. So my guess, this is just an assumption, would be is that she probably saw what she was doing one day and was like, what the hell? This is disgusting. I don't know that to be true. I just know the true part of it is that that woman came to work and told me that her daughter said that about her out of her own mouth in front of my other employee. None of that is a lie. I ain't got.
And I used to tell them that too. Like, there's nothing I've done in my life that I will not stand in front of my entire congregation and tell them, you need to remember that. There's nothing I will ever not admit or deny. I have nothing to hide. I'm not a human. Nope. Anything I've ever done bad, I'm happy to tell you. So she starts this clip out by saying she knows what she shares on the internet and what she doesn't. And that things were winding up on the internet that she wasn't sharing. And she was worried and saying to her husband, how is this getting on the internet? And she even says that her son asked her husband, dad, how is this getting on the internet if mom's not sharing it? Well, we've been over some of the information that she says was shared on the internet and it's just public record. And also sometimes she shares something, forgets that she shares it, claims that she never shared it, but she actually had. And so she is using all of that to try to fuel this narrative that it has to be coming from inside the house. And in reality, it's either speculation, public record, or something that the defendant has shared herself. And it's really sad because she is literally getting divorced over it. Her family is being broken up over it. And she has said that before, that she is getting divorced because she was accusing her husband of this. But then here she's changing her story and saying that's not why they're getting divorced. It has to do with money access and something like that. So once again, inconsistency from the defendant. But it's really sad because she clearly has her son believing all of this nonsense as well about his dad working with me, which is ridiculous. She says that the goal, again, was to get her to not talk on the internet so she wouldn't make money. That was the plan. Once again, there's no logic in that. Why would her husband want that? That impacts his bottom line, too. So it doesn't really make any sense, but nobody seems to pick up on that. She mentions that her friends were upset that he wasn't helping with the IP addresses. And we've seen this in a prior episode where one of her friends seemingly asked him to do something with coding or something like that to try and obtain IP addresses, and he wouldn't. And so I don't know if that's what she's referencing, but that's something that's been said before. And so she's saying that her friends all thought that was so suspicious and is why they think that he is also involved in all of this. She references the police video once again and says that H admitted that it has to be me. And you've heard that audio. You've seen the transcript. If you are a judge on Patreon and you know why. H asked about the NDA. The police officer is the one who brought the non-disclosure up. The police officer who told H that slander was a criminal offense and that there were felonies that they were looking at. And she talked about the jail time associated with it. And so, yes, H did ask the question to clarify. You're talking about a non-disclosure agreement. Can I get in trouble if Crystal tries to say that I fed her this information or, or can I get in trouble for venting to her? And then if she goes and posts about it, absolutely. H asked that question because she was told by an officer in uniform in a three hour and nine minute quote interview that there were felonies on the table and that there were criminal offenses such as slander, which is not in any way a criminal offense that she could be getting in trouble. And so she was asking for clarification because she was terrified, 23-year-old little girl, terrified that she was going to jail for this. The defendant also says that I had bragged online about handing out the police video and that I was going to get medals. And she has said this before. I have no idea what she is talking about. I've never distributed that video before. I released the audio as a bonus episode. And so she is 
saying this, and I'm not really entirely sure what she is talking about here, but she said this before as well. Then she says she keeps having to shell out money. Meanwhile, her kid's school isn't being paid for. So she's keeping up this narrative that she's got to get on the internet. She's got to sell so that her child can go to school, a private school that she said earlier in the video was 20 something thousand dollars per year. She brings up that my son was in her will, but don't worry, he's not anymore. And then she also brings up my daughter and the line that she says that my daughter said that I was the fakest person that she's ever known. And she thinks that my daughter, Clara, who you've heard from, knew that I was doing all of this. And that's why she said that. My daughter has already addressed that. And I'm not going to rehash that statement, but she brings it up here again. She's brought it up frequently. She will still bring it up even to this day. And then she says that there is nothing that she has done that she will not admit or deny. And I just think that that is interesting because she has carried on this campaign of lies for three years now and refuses to admit that she actually lied. No, you can't put a GoFundMe for me because he's already asked for that. Literally, $2,200 was raised in a GoFundMe for me and he literally asked for that. Can I start a new business? No make a TikTok series. That sounds great. Honestly, you can record for 10 minutes and that's probably where I'm headed because I'm just done. I'm done. I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to attorneys for nothing, for literally nothing. Can you imagine going to court and not a single thing? Like she even tells y'all on her troll site that they didn't present a single piece of evidence to defend. You're right. They didn't, they didn't show a single troll post. Like show the troll post where I said, uh, where they talk about booking my Airbnb for me in Carlsbad, California. There's only one person in the world I asked to book an Airbnb for me in California, and it was her. Say, post the troll post where it talks about how much my paycheck is or how much my PPP loan is, saying, well, what about those 110 employees you have that you said you had on your PPP loan? First of all, I've never said I had 110 employees in my entire life. Second of all, you and Ben were the one that filled out the PPP loan information. Like, no, I'm telling all of it. All of it, because it's all true, and I'm not playing no more. No, nobody wants to help me. That's fine. I don't care. I'm telling the truth. I ain't protecting nobody for a long time. I was like, look, I do want to tell the story one day, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't want like this to adversely affect my kid. And you know, he said, mom, if you don't speak your truth, he's going to get away with it. Maybe that's why he doesn't answer your calls. I don't know. Mm, it's disgusting. I swear to God. I, I would never say something and not have actual physical proof of what I'm saying. And can I get a lot of those blogs taken down? Yes, but why not let them just stay up? Like they're deleting shit like crazy right now, I'll tell you that. Why are you deleting shit all of a sudden? Leave it there. What's wrong? Are you afraid that when we get to court and you're sitting there and you're supposed to be his character witness, the judge might ask, wait a minute, so you literally bought her name as a website and her business name as a website for yourself and now you're trying to tell me that you and her husband were not involved in any of this? Yeah, okay. He wants to file for bankruptcy with her business, but yet you're okay with her paying you. You're, he's okay with me paying this woman all this money when he knows well. He literally told us for over a year and a half she was behind everything. How come the only Arlo video that was deleted from my camera November 3rd night was the video of that little blonde-haired girl walking in my kitchen saying that other woman was a psychopath? Why is that the only video of the entire night that's deleted? I have all the videos from 7.32 to 7.39 p.m., but the video at 7.34 is deleted. And you know how I know? Because it accidentally caught the 
the foyer in my house, somebody walked past in the kitchen. So we're all talking in the kitchen, 732, 733, 735, 36, 37, 38, 39, they're all there. But 734, I think, that video is deleted. And that's the video where there's no video of us pulling up to the house. That's odd. There's no video. Oh, God, I just need to sit down and just break this down into like little segments and show y'all the videos at the same time. See, this is how mad you got me. You say you're going to pay my kids tuition and now you've gone too far. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We have the money to pay the tuition. There's no reason it should not be paid. They're like, he risks unenrollment. Oh, I will be. Oh, my God. No. I literally will get 14 jobs. I'll go work at Sonic. I don't care. Bucky's pays like $20 an hour. I, have, it ain't, I ain't above it. I'll clean the toilet. I don't care. My kid didn't ask for any of this. I promise you, I've never spent a single dollar of the child support I've ever received because I'm using every single dollar of that for my son's car because we've always told him he was going to get a really nice car when he turned 16 if he kept straight A's. And he is going through hell right now with this stuff and has still maintained really good grades at school. So I have saved every single penny, $10,153. It's in an account, same account that it's always gone to. I haven't even taken it out and transferred it to my bank. Girl, I've had my lights turned off. I've had $34 in my bank account, and I'm still not touching that money because that money is going to buy my kid the bougie car that he earned. Nope. And like I said, his bitch told me the other day, Mom, why don't you ask your mom what she spends all that child support money on? Shut up. I'll show you all the text. No. And I'm not trying to say anything disparaging about him. These are all facts. If the facts are disparaging, you should probably change the facts. He told people on social media I had a mental illness. You know, it's funny, the only person who's ever even said the word manic around us is our old marriage counselor. And for some reason, the trolls always say, she's manic, she needs to take her medicine. I don't have any medicine, I and I'm talking this much, and I ain't even took it today, or yesterday for that matter. Somebody online, though, always talks about how I must be manic. I must be. I must be. I knew something was going on with my house because he got like six appraisals on my home. Not only did he get six appraisals, the girl that I, I need to break all this down in different videos. The girl that I named my business after ran my credit. I showed y'all, if you look at my details and my details two highlights, everything that I'm saying is backed up right there. But he got like six appraisals on our house. And I was like, why do you keep doing that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. We've already gotten our loan. Like, they don't need another appraisal. He's like, I just want to see what it's worth. And I'm like, it's costing me like $1,600 every time we get an appraisal. So we keep getting these appraisals again and again and again. Finally, at a million dollars over what we bought the house for, I'm like, I ain't paying for another appraisal. This is crazy. So, uh, and I go, why would you want another appraisal on our house? Like, you're, it almost sounds like you want to sell our house one day, and we barely just got the loan for it. Also, how did the trolls know that we didn't have our permanent financing for our house in the middle of the year? Who would know that? I didn't tell you all that. I didn't say anything. First of all, it's embarrassing. Second of all, like, why is it taking so long? Turns out the reason that it's taking so long, and I have the email to back this up, is because Chase told us that my ex-husband was not answering any of, his, any of their emails for months. They would request documents for him. He wouldn't answer them at all. Now, why wouldn't he be answering them? He's not answering them because if I have to continue to pay $8,000 a month for an interest-only loan, it's going to drain my capital every single month, okay? And that's been the plan all along. Drain all capital, make her think she's crazy so she stays off the internet, then she won't make any money, and then when I divorce her, I can't fight back. Yep, that's been the plan since the beginning, and I didn't want to tell y'all that because I did not want anybody to feel sorry for me and shock out of pity. Like, I don't need nobody to feel sorry for me. I need somebody to be a attorney who says I, every cop I've ever talked to believe me every every everything but the problem is your husband taking money out of your bank account without telling you isn't illegal when you're married it's just
and a lot of, but you know what is illegal? Like suing somebody when you know they didn't do anything wrong and suing somebody for what they're doing to you or extorting your family or any of those things, that's all not okay. Paying somebody to, you know, break into things, that stuff's illegal. Bugging a house, bugging your own house and telling your wife she's crazy, yeah, not okay either. But of course he says, I put the bugs there. I have a recording of him saying that. January 25th, 2022, to be exact. He said, I put the bugs there myself. He also said, I put the tracking device in my own vehicle. So the defendant's followers are asking if they can set up a GoFundMe for her because she's complaining about this tuition not being able to be paid. And so she says that they can't do that because there had already been a GoFundMe prior and that it was around $2,000 that was raised. And I've covered this GoFundMe in another episode and all of the changes that it went through. But she is clarifying here that they can't do that because then her soon-to-be ex-husband will request access to that as it is an asset. She once again admits that her attorney showed nothing, even though she spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. And why didn't they show the post about the Airbnb in Carlsbad? And there was only one person that she asked to book. And I think she's referencing me, but she never asked me to book an Airbnb for her in Carlsbad. So I have zero clue what she is talking about. The only Airbnbs that I booked had to do with when we were traveling for holiday markets and none of those were in California. They were all in Texas and Louisiana. And I want to say there might've been one in uh, Mississippi, but not California. So again, not sure what she's referencing there. She says that the PPP loan was put on the blog and all that information. And how would somebody know that? And again, that is public record. And then she says that her soon-to-be ex-husband and I were the ones who filled out that paperwork, and I did not fill the paperwork out. I was not willing to do that. I did create a spreadsheet with certain expenses that could qualify for PPP relief. However, I did not actually fill out any of that paperwork, but the defendant does say that here. She claims that things were being deleted, and I think she's trying to say off of my TikTok or my website or don't delete things or something, and am I afraid that the judge is going to realize that I bought her name or if I'm going to be asked about that or something, and I will say, and I will be covering this in a future episode, I was asked those questions on the stand ultimately in the divorce case, and so she is speculating here that I would be afraid of something like that because I would be afraid of what the judge is going to think or say if I'm asked those questions. She talks about a video that was deleted, and it was a video from 734 about H saying that I was a psycho, and why would that be the only one deleted? And once again, what does that prove? And, and why would that even be deleted? If H walked in and said that I was a psycho, okay, she had been told that the FBI had confirmed and that the defendant had IP addresses connecting me to all of these accounts. And if the defendant's story were true, I would be a psycho. I definitely would be. If I, in fact, started stalking her on the internet however many years ago and infiltrated her life and got a job working for her, and I was the author of all of these hate blogs, and not only was I the author, but I made different accounts and was talking to myself, absolutely. That is psychotic behavior. Absolutely. And so that's what H is being told. And she walked in and said I was a psycho. I can totally see why she was. And it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for anybody to want to delete that. And it doesn't really prove anything. But once again, she's offering up this 
big conspiracy and this must be proving everything that she's saying. She also says, how did the trolls know that she didn't have her permanent financing? And once again, that information is public record. I didn't know that it was public record before all of this nonsense, but it is public record. And so once again, she's claiming that that's inside information, but it's not. It's available publicly online to anyone who might want to look at that. So she's saying since she didn't say it, then the trolls must have had inside information, but it was just public record. There are a wide variety of people on Reddit and Gomi with varying professions, and some of them are in real estate and are aware that those things are public record. And so when the defendant goes on her Instagram stories or posts or Facebook or lives and is talking about the home building process and the loan and all of that sort of thing, the people that have that sort of knowledge and know that that is public record know where to go and look for that sort of thing. So it's not inside information. It just takes someone having knowledge of something like that and knowing where to find that information and that it is available publicly. She does make the statement that it is illegal to sue somebody for doing something that you know they didn't do or that you're doing to them or something like that. And that she talks about how the police believe her. And it's an interesting comment that she's making because she's saying that I've done something else illegal by suing her. And that's not actually what has happened. She was proven in a court of law unanimous jury verdict that she was actually the one committing offenses. But again, her attorney was poor and didn't submit any evidence. And that's why she lost, not that she actually did anything wrong. Then she says that her husband told her that she must have been the one bugging the house and putting a tracker in her car. And she does have this narrative about how she found a tracker in her car. But I would like to point out that like her other vehicles, her vehicle that she's referring to was a leased vehicle. And leased vehicles often do have a tracker in them. Should someone default on their lease, the dealership would be able to locate that vehicle. And so I have no idea what actually transpired if there was any sort of tracker in her car. I've said before, the only instance that I ever knew of with the defendant and tracking car was when she purchased a tracker for her relative and told me that she was going to be tracking that person. So I'm not really sure if there was actually a tracker or if this was just a leased vehicle and it had a tracker, but she is claiming that this was part of the conspiracy that her husband was bugging the house and tracking her car, presumably to feed information to me so that I could then write about it under my multiple profiles on Gomi and Reddit. My website is but my internet name is so she purchased.com and she purchased purchased.com. Uh, all those things. Hopefully to get you a couple followers today, sis. Just let me reiterate one more time. If you guys follow any of her accounts, I will block you. I swear to God. And I'll never unblock you. And I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how much money you've spent at my store. There's literally somebody who followed her a couple weeks ago and she spent thousands of dollars at my store. And she's like, I don't understand. Sorry, sis. Gotta go. No. Are we supposed to be supporting you? Yes. So the thing is, there's so like, yes, still shop for sure. Still shop for sure. Because otherwise there's no income at all. So, and I don't know how it's going to go. Like we have a, we still have to go to court, you know, I don't know how, this is why we didn't finish anything. You want to know this? They probably told you that on the troll vlogs already. We already did our custody stuff with our kid. The, I settled all that stuff already, even though none of that's been followed through with at all, not a single bit, but 
We didn't move forward with the rest of it because the, his very first request was that I pay for the lawsuit by myself. Are you nuts? Why would I pay for it by myself? No. She didn't just sue me. She sued the business that you want. And not only that, you helped her. No. You fed her information. You absolutely did. That is why the other one started crying in August because she knew what they were doing and she felt like, and instead of just coming to me and telling me, she didn't tell me. And instead she said it was because her and all that. No, the truth was you knew what they were doing and you felt like and you knew you couldn't tell me because you were already too far in deep with her because you'd given her so much information and you admitted that on the police video. Oh, see, my tolerance level has been exceeded. So I will do this video tonight. I will do a video tomorrow night. I'll do a video every day that I have to, and I will make all that tuition money by myself. And my kid will know that his mom did it. And he will also know everything when all this is over because he's only going to be young for so long. Right now, I'm going to protect him from everything. I block him from my social media. I don't let him see any of this stuff. I stop crying when he walks in the room. And he's like, Mom, you don't have to be so strong for me. I already know. My counselor told me that he was a sociopath in March. And I was like, no, no, no. My kid told me he was a sociopath in November. And we moved out and went to a, I mean, in December, we moved out and moved to a hotel. I never thought I was never going to see my house again, but I didn't. And then he forced us to move back in. And we got COVID. And my assistant's husband almost died because he got COVID too from us. All that's true. She's probably on the video right now. Great human. 82, have you tell the truth on this video? Have you seen the piece of paper where a professional validated everything that I've said in this video? Yes or no? And I've never met that woman in my life. Tell me the truth. Have you seen that paper? Her answer's gonna be yes. No, I'm not divorced. Are you kidding? Yes, it's the same person. I've been saying this stuff to you guys for over a year, right? Trying to clue you in on what's going on because I don't know why I just didn't sit down and tell the story from beginning to end. I think is in my head, like I had a hard time writing it on paper because once you write it on paper, you can't take it back. And I've written like the first, I wrote like the bare bones timeline and it was nine pages. But I don't know, one day I just woke up a couple weeks ago and I was like, why am I so afraid to just tell the story? Like, this is crazy. Everything, like if, if I'm gonna get in trouble for telling the story, you're gonna have to tell a judge what I said. And she doesn't know any of this stuff right now. Also, why aren't you telling the judge what I'm saying if it's not true? Well, you're not telling her what I'm saying because if you tell her what I'm saying, she's going to hear what I'm saying and she's going to want to know, is that true? And I'm going to go, here's the receipt. Here's my proof. But that doesn't happen. And the hope is, then I started thinking, I'll be dumb if I go all the way to trial for this divorce and then I don't get to say anything like what happened with that case. No, we're not doing that. So I'm just going to share my life experience with you as I have done this entire time. Since 2011, I have shared my life with you on the internet, but I know what I shared and when I shared it, and I know when it ended up on the internet and I hadn't. So now we're going to talk about it. And I, I would like to tell the whole thing from beginning to end, but it's like a really long story. So I guess the best way would be just to break it down into little pieces. I don't know. And like, even my divorce attorney can't help me with it because she's like, it's all civil stuff. Like you, you have to find a civil attorney. Well, I can't find a civil attorney for free and I don't have any money and he's sure not going to give me any money to sue him. Come on. So I, I, I have to either represent myself or pray that there's somebody out there who will go, Oh my God, she's telling the truth. Like, I, I mean, I would pay anything I could. I would write you a check for the rest of my life at this point. But like, I, I don't have anything. I'm fine.
just frustrating. I built my life around being nice to people on the internet. So it's just very frustrating. When you know you're not lying, like all I've done is tell what actually happened to me. And I've never even told how bad it really was. But the good thing is it's never made me want to stop sharing. It's never made me want to believe that people are all bad. It's made me very frustrated, obviously. And it's made me kind of question, like, why would you do something to someone? Even in the police video, the the blonde one says she had no idea that the other girl didn't even like her. She's never been mean to her. She's always been really nice to her. She had no idea. But yeah, I'm a di that, di that wasn't brought up either. I'm supposed to be a disgruntled boss. Are you serious? I'm not... Literally, I've had people steal from me at work. I've had people open businesses like boutiques while they're working for me. It is what it is, part of the process. I'm still Facebook friends with them, actually. <laughs> Both of them. I mean, people make bad choices, but my old employee said I, it was a sketch when she was Mrs. Spreadsheet Queen. Yeah, that was another thing. We were riding home from the police or from the attorney's office one day. Because I didn't know who to tell, so I just went to my girlfriend who used to work with me at a title company. And she's, a, she's an attorney, and I, I wanted to really just tell the whole story. Like, basically, I just wanted it said in front of an attorney so they could tell me what to do next. And I recorded us at that attorney's office. That recording got deleted from my phone. And just to clear up, in one of her videos, she says that I accused her of being in my iCloud. No, if you actually play the whole deposition, I never said she was in my iCloud. It didn't say anything about her being in my iCloud. It said the exact words uh, on my screen said MacBook was logged into my iCloud. Okay, those were the words that it said. So I did never said that um, what what her name is was in my iCloud. I didn't say that. Never said that. I never lied about anything. What was he spending so much money on? I don't know. What will it take for you to get divorced? Uh, three more months. I missed how school it goes to in Jeopardy because he's got to have tuition, sis gotta be paid which technically the i found out today tuition isn't due until june 1st the re-enrollment i guess is due by april 15th and it's just i mean i think i'm mostly just frustrated because it's already been said that he has to pay it or not when i say he has to pay it i mean he has to agree to release our money that i made from our trust account okay that's what i mean and he will not agree or not, no, he won't agree. Not only did he not agree, like it's already been ordered that it happened and he just won't do it. So at the beginning of this video, she's once again telling people not to follow me or she will block them. And then she's answering comments. And so she's saying, oh yes, please still for sure shop. And so she's saying all of this about her husband and the money. And so her followers are saying, well, how do we still support you? Because we can't do a GoFundMe. Should we still shop? And she's saying, oh yeah, still, still shop for sure. Then she says that her soon to be ex-husband is saying that she should have to pay essentially the judgment by herself. He said to pay for the other case or lawsuit or something by herself. And she's not willing to do that. And so seemingly he has said the judgment needs to come out of your portion of the assets, not mine, because you're the one who did the defaming. And she is like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. And then she says that H was crying in August because H knew what we were doing and didn't tell her. And it wasn't because of any personal issues that H was having at the time. Like she said, it was because H knew what we were doing and saw that it was sketchy. And she says that H admitted this on the police video. And once again, if you're a judge on Patreon, you have 
heard that audio, you have seen that transcript, and that is not, in fact, what happened. She said that she had to move out of her house because her counselor had said that her soon-to-be ex-husband was a sociopath, and then her son said that he was a sociopath, and that she gets really emotional and says that she didn't know that she was never going to see her house again, but she didn't. And then in the next breath, she said, and then that they had to move back in. So I guess she did see her house again, but she's very emotional over losing her home eventually. And then she says, there's a follower who's commenting, and she says to this follower, have you seen proof of everything that I've ever said is true, yes or no? And then the follower comments and says, yes, she's seen all the proof. And the defendant says that she doesn't even know that person and has never met her in real life. And so my question is, why is a stranger on the internet seeing all of these proof, receipts, whatever you want to call it, but the evidence wasn't actually submitted in, in court. And that's just really, really odd to me. She answers another follower that's asking if I'm the one that's posting on TikTok. And she says, yes. And then she says that her husband was recording her so that he could see how much she had figured out. And so that's her narrative for why he would have put bugs in her home. Then she says she doesn't know why she was afraid to tell the story. Because then she realized that if she did and those videos were captured, then the judge would know because presumably they would be played in court. And then she would get to show her receipts. Once again, everyone is still waiting for the receipts. They're, they're not there. She thinks that she has all of this proof, but when she describes the proof, it is actually not proof of anything. And then she says she's not going to go all the way to trial for her divorce without telling her what happened in my defamation case. And... You'll see in a future episode that my defamation case was very prominent in the actual divorce trial. She says again that she knows what she shares when she shares it. And again, we've already seen some evidence of her disclosing some things and then later saying that she never said those things. So in reality, she will often say something, forget that she says it, and then claim that it was inside information. She says that her divorce attorney has said she can't help her because it's civil. And so she says that her soon-to-be ex-husband isn't going to release any money so that she can sue him. So she's still talking about how she is planning to sue her husband, myself, possibly H. It's unclear, but definitely her husband and seemingly me. She references the police video again and how H admitted that defendant didn't even know that I didn't like her. And she thinks that this is proof of something. And so she continues to say this again, as if it is proof, but it doesn't actually prove anything. And she says this because I behaved in a professional way towards her. So when my feelings and thoughts and respect for her changed, I did not let that impact my professional performance. As a professional, I still was nice to her. I was cordial with her. I still did my job. And so she says that she had no idea that I didn't like her. And once again, I hope not, because that would have been highly inappropriate and unprofessional of me to be rude to her or treat her poorly whenever my thoughts and feelings towards her started to change when all of the red flags were happening and there were events that were really leading up to me ultimately deciding that I just did not want to be there anymore. One of the followers commented, and this person actually used to work with me when I worked with the defendant and says, yes, it was super sketch when she was the spreadsheet queen. And the defendant says, oh yes, that was another thing. And I Again, I'm not really sure. Apparently, uh, according to that comment and the defendant's response, 
being fluent in Excel is indicative that you would be an internet stalker or troll or hacker or something to that effect, because if you know Excel, it's definitely suspicious. Then she says that referencing the hacking and referencing being logged into her iCloud that she never said that I was. And then she says on the screen, it actually said H's MacBook. And I just want to point out once again, there has never been documentation, a screenshot, nothing turned over that says what devices were signed into the defendant's iCloud. And so she often says that it said H's MacBook on the screen. Where is the documentation of that? I would like to point out that that's never been turned over. And then towards the end, she actually confesses that it's not the tuition, the 20-something thousand that's due. It's just the re-enrollment fee. So she has made this entire live video. She's heated. She is imploring her followers, getting them worked up, that her soon-to-be ex-husband is evil. He's working with me. I'm evil. And she needs all this money. And she's got to go on this live sale so she can make her kids' tuition money. When in reality, it was just a re-enrollment fee. And she actually admits that here. time I couldn't figure out like who was involved because it, it looked like it was my husband and like what how do I say that like it looks like it's him and so that's why we weren't getting along in 2021 that's why I filed for divorce in March I'm done I'm done being nice I'm not I'm done not telling on you I'm done keeping this from the people who have literally spent their hard-earned money with me nope I'm done I don't over. I'm done being scared. I'm done feeling like I'm bullied. I'm done all that. I've never, ever, ever tried to be mean. On, you know, when I see people bully other people on the internet, I go block them from my page just so they can never say that to me. Because honestly, I ain't famous, which blew my mind about the blogs. My friends would always be like, not to be rude, but like your life isn't that interesting. <laughs> like, why are they talking about you? And I used to say, it's not... Before, I, before my employee who went to the police station with me to say, those things on the internet are things that I have told that other woman, can I get in trouble for telling her those things? And I never would have told her those things if I knew she was talking about them on the internet. Bull because you told me every day for seven years what the troll blog said. And I would say, I don't wanna hear that shit. I would always tell her, why do you tell her that shit? Like, she doesn't need to know. She doesn't even ask you. Like, stop telling her all that stuff. And then that's what the cop asked her too. Like you read it every day in the police video. She says, you read the blogs every single day. So how could you not add up that the stuff you were telling her was the stuff that was ending up on the blogs? And if all that is true, then why the fuck am I the one who has to pay the money? No, what I said was done to me, was done to me. And I just have never sued them back. And I need to, and I just have to figure out how to do that. And I can't do it until I'm divorced because I have no money to do it. So that's just what it is. And I'm not going to sell my Camaro to sue them. I'm going to sell my Camaro to pay for my son's college because my ex-husband won't, period. That's the truth. Tell that to your new one. You think he's going to pay for your kid to go to college? He didn't pay for his own. Has his mom messaged you since you posted? Uh, no. She, I mean, I texted them today asking them to talk to their child. And he, uh, the, I, the text message didn't go through. So, no. But I mean, birds of a feather. Did the jury share with you why they awarded her or you just handed it? Uh, no, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, so it was presented to them as if I just made these things up about her that I made the, there was no, not a single zero, not one 
piece of evidence to defend me. There was no, these were the posts that were said, and this is when told her those things. There was no, like, not a single thing. There was no police video watched, although we have it. Even, it was hor I had absolutely a horrible attorney. And I had just gotten the attorney like a couple weeks before we went to trial because my ex-husband demanded that I switch attorneys because he said it was a conflict of interest that my divorce attorney was also my business attorney. None of my business attorneys have ever talked to him ever because they said he would be a defendant one day. I should have like weighed that far heavier than I did, but I didn't. And like I said, I think I got scared too because like you think that like court stuff happens like on TV where like you don't show your cards until you get there and then it's like, oh my God, that evidence. That's not how it works. You show all your evidence like way before you ever get there. That's how I knew in January he was, there was nail in the coffin. You are working with her because you literally told me for two years or for a year and a half that you have nothing to do with this, that it's all her. And then you list her as one of your like eight character witnesses. Like it doesn't make any sense. Why would you do it? In the deposition, literally I heard Trini goes, so you mean to tell me that my client is your husband's character witness? And I said, it's disgusting, isn't it? And she was like, and the other girl looked at her, everybody looked at her like, what the f And I'm like, exactly, my sentiments, exactly. That's all on paper, it's public record, isn't it? But she won't share that on her page. She only shares on her page little bits of information she wants you guys to know. She blocks out names. beginning of this clip that she felt like she was keeping something from her followers because it looked like her husband was involved and that's why they weren't getting along. And then she says she's done being scared and, and feeling like she's being bullied on the internet because then she alludes to that she's an advocate against online bullying. And then she talks about H being at the police station again. And she says that H admitted that she fed information that's on the blog. And then she says that the officer said to H, how can you read this every day and not be able to pinpoint any information that you gave her that ended up on the blog? So she contradicted herself in the same breath by saying that H did say that she fed all of me this information that wound up on the blog and then that H couldn't figure out anything that she had said to me that had wound up on the blog. And that's actually what happened. H spent the entire quote unquote police interview saying, but I can't, I can't think of anything that I said or that we talked about that I've seen. And she said that over and over and over again, which is why it lasted three hours and nine minutes. And so she says, once again, you know, we should watch this police video. And I do think that people should listen to that audio. And once again, if you are a judge on Patreon, that is available to you, as is the full transcript of that police quote unquote interview. A commenter says, did the jury give her any explanation as to why they ruled in my favor or did they just give her a judgment? And the defendant leads into how she had a horrible attorney, nothing was presented, and she only got this attorney a few weeks before the trial because her husband said that it was a conflict of interest. And I just want to point out the timeline here. Her attorney came onto this case in May. The case was in August, and that was her third attorney. She was told in February that she would have to have a different attorney because her attorney couldn't represent her in the divorce against her husband and represent her in defamation along with her husband because her husband was being sued via the business, via the marriage, along with the defendant. And so she was told that in February, didn't get a new attorney until May, and the trial was in August. But here she's trying to say that she only got this attorney a few weeks beforehand, and she's making it sound like 
she was forced to and that her ex-husband wouldn't allow them to represent and all of this sort of thing. But that's not actually what happened. And then she says that in her deposition that Todd said, you mean to tell me that my client is your husband's witness or something like that? And that's not remotely what happened. And then she says that depositions are public record and that I'll never release the full one because I only want people to see little bits and pieces. And now episode 22 is six parts and it is her full deposition. So once again, her request was granted. And a couple of days later, there was a post on the troll blogs asking where the girl was. And I'm like, what did I tell you anything? She's the one who gave me the names of the accounts, which I didn't confirm or deny that I thought any of them were. And I had a list of like nine names that I knew were hers. I'm not making, I told y'all this in 2020. I'm saying it today. It's true. I don't care what anybody has said. I don't care what a judge or jury or anybody has said about it. The fact is I was never allowed to say the stuff I'm saying right now in court. I never got to say a single one of these words that I'm telling you in court. I did not speak a word of this because I was not allowed to say any of it. No one, my attorneys didn't ask me those questions. Her attorney surely didn't ask me those questions. We were not allowed to bring up that she had sued her previous employer as well. Her previous employer tried to come to court for me, but then she was threatened with a lawsuit if she did. Yep. We were told we could depose her, but we had to give her 10 days notice, even though she was ready to go, ready to come tell all the things because she used to work for a different company that I, I work with very closely now. And they told me that she knew me while she worked there. We weren't allowed to bring that up either. So I just want my day where I can sit down and tell everything that happened from beginning to end and show all my receipts. And I don't care if nothing's ever done from that. I just want the truth out. And the fact that my ex-husband is helping that woman is absolutely atrocious. It is disgusting. He's getting all kinds of other people involved. It's just disgusting. It's so disgusting. The attorney that did not help me was the law firm and I do not recommend them at all. And then I found out that my divorce attorney used to work for that office. They billed me $153,000 for like a month and a half of representation. It was absolutely the worst experience I've ever had with an attorney and I do not recommend them. Not one bit. I really liked the woman attorney and even her, she turned to the other, to the main attorney, what's his name? And when he said, he told the judge that we don't have to watch the police video and she looked at him and goes, why did you do that? And I knew something's wrong. What, what do you mean? And in the middle of the trial, I go, do you believe me? And he goes, it doesn't matter if I believe you. It matters what we can prove. Okay. Sounds great. There's no way people believe them. There would be no way you'd know all these details by heart if you weren't part. Girl. That is what every police station says. Every time I go to the cops, every time I go to anybody. But the thing is, you have to pay attorneys and I just don't have any more money. I, I made a million dollars in profit on selling my house. I have $300,000 in my 401k. My ex-husband has $300,000. Well, he did have 589 and suddenly it disappeared. So now he has $300,000 in his 401k. Well, the asset sheet that he wrote up that I found in the Google Drive said that he had 589. But anyways, he now says he has 300. And nobody can touch any of that, literally. In this video, she claims that H listed out all of the usernames that I had on GoMe, and that's not actually what happened. She also says that she didn't confirm or deny, and she had a list of nine that she had on her radar that she says that she knew were me. And in the actual 
police audio from November the 6th of 2020, the defendant brings up TNT, who judges on Patreon have heard from in an earlier bonus episode, that the defendant thought that that was me. And H said, have you ever looked at that account? And the defendant says, oh, yes, I think that's her. That's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And so here she's saying that she never gave H any indication of any of the accounts that she thought that it was. But in that audio, she did. And so once again, she is being inconsistent. And the only reason that H even said that to begin with is because H is told, hey, we've confirmed that she's nine accounts. We've confirmed it with these IP addresses. The FBI is confirming it. And so at that point, H was asked, well, look at these posts and see which one you think is Crystal. And so that's the only reason that she even brought that up. And it was because that account, like was discussed in the bonus episode featuring the actual user TNT, that person has a background in accounting and finance and would often make posts with language that I also would have used. And so that is why that account was even brought up. But the defendant is saying that she never said what accounts that she thought were mine to age, but we know that that's not the case. She says that she does not care what a judge or a jury says. What happened to her happened to her. And I believe that, that she does not care because her actions have shown that she does not care, nor does she respect any part of the legal process that has transpired. She talked about how they weren't allowed to bring up my previous employer and that my ex-business partner was ready to go to testify, but she was threatened with her own lawsuit if she did. And then she says that she was going to say that I knew of the defendant while I was working there. And my ex-business partner could have said that. That's accurate because I met the defendant while I was working a holiday market with that company that I owned with my business partner. And so, yes, my business partner did, did know that I knew of the defendant because I met her while I was working there. She walked into my booth. And so I'm not really sure what she thinks that's going to prove, but she brings that up here, like it, that it's, again, more proof of all of her claims. She names her final defamation attorney, who she says was horrible. She names the firm and she names both of her attorneys by name. I have redacted that because I don't think that that is appropriate. But she says that they billed her $153,000 for a month and a half of work. And Again, they came on in May and the trial was in August, so that timing is not correct. But also, the sole reason for attorneys to bill hours is the work that they are doing on the case. And one of the things that they have to do when they work on a case is review all of the evidence. Therefore, the vast amount of hours that were billed to the defendant in this case likely were because there is so much evidence and they have to go through all of that. So literally, if the defendant would have stopped talking about this, her attorneys would not have had to review all of that evidence and they would not have billed all of those hours. So she is complaining about the amount of money that they billed her, but it's her own doing because she refused to stop defaming me. Trust me, I won't delete this. I won't delete this live video. I don't even know how it's letting me still go live this long. Haven't I been live for longer than an hour? Usually it doesn't let me go live this long. Maybe that's God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to delete this video. Go record it, ma'am. Go ahead. Crystal, go record this all you want. Whoever wants to. Uh, whoever you want. I don't care. Everybody. Charlene, little minion, go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. End of the day, I sleep real calm. Yeah, the gloves are definitely off. 
Yes, she bought my name. Are you serious? You can't use those? No. How can you tell who buys your name? Girl, because her face is on the website talking about me when you type in my name, mama. But please don't follow her TikTok. Don't follow her Instagram. Don't follow her Facebook page. Please don't follow any of those things. If you do, I will block you and I will never unblock you. And you can't apologize and say I didn't mean to. Like, it's just a no from me. Please don't. I moved into this house with not a single dollar to my name. It all disappeared and we don't, I mean, we know where it went now. I'm just never going to get it back. So, also, why would you want me to pay somebody unless you were getting some of that? You just suddenly, like, you didn't even like her when she worked for us. And it, how did, why did her text messages get deleted from my phone? Why would I delete her text messages from my phone? Especially if I thought she was involved. Also, you know how I know it was a man that deleted the text and not a woman? Because a woman, the only other woman it could have been that would have deleted them, would have known to delete our group text, and she didn't. But don't worry. I wonder if I should say this part. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Uh... He took my phone. I told you guys this a couple of years ago. He took my phone, took two phones. First one he brought back within a couple of days. Second one he brought back after I told him that Sprint said they could still ping my phone even though they could ping its last location. Then it showed up like a little bit later. But he had asked me like, hey, where's the text messages from your 8010 phone? I've told you all this story before. And I was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? I have the text message to show you if you want to see it. Anyways, my phone disappears, okay? And I'd already gotten a new phone number and a new actual physical phone, but it was the same phone I've had for 10 years. It was the phone that has 150,000 pictures, 156,000 to be actually correct. Um, that phone disappeared and it shows up a couple days later after he goes to a Best Buy, a check cashing place and a phone repair store. Also, I have that proof too. My phone shows up and you know where it shows up? Underneath the front seat of my assistant's car. I had never been in the front seat of my assistant's car with that phone. So how did it end up there? And not only was it there, under there, it was underneath the floor mat with a tow hitch on top of the floor mat. So it wouldn't have just fallen somewhere. It's not going to fall underneath a floor mat underneath the tow hitch. Not making it up. Swear to God on the Bible. Neither of you will win. All three of y'all will not win. And it, it, it does bother me about one of y'all. Because I do feel like you got wrapped into this. But also, you f***ing knew better. You had the choice to take the right way. You should have just come to me and said, this is what they're doing. And you didn't. And it sucks. Because I, like I said in the deposition, there ain't nobody on the planet that doesn't have your DNA that would have done for you what I did for you. But like I said, my daddy didn't raise no bitch. Yours did. she said that she's not going to delete the video and then she specifically names me by name and says go ahead and screen record this and she says my name she says some other names and then she also says the name of cc1 on reddit who patreon judges have heard from in a bonus episode she says charlene and she has called her out before so she says here for us to go ahead and screen record. Someone asked, how do you know it's her that bought the domain? And she says, well, her face is on the website. And so once again, she says, you know, not to follow me and that she will block you if you do that. And then she makes reference to her soon-to-be ex-husband about not giving her money to defend her or something. And she says that her soon-to-be ex-husband was saying to pay me. And why would he want her to pay me unless he was going to get a portion? So now I guess she's saying that I would split the judgment that was paid with the ex-husband, which once again, none of this makes any sense. Him trying to sabotage her finances makes no sense because he would have had access to 100% of those finances. Him trying to divorce her to drain her financially instantly cuts his access to 50%. 
And then her suggesting that he would also be getting a portion of my judgment once again cuts his access to the finances. So none of that makes any logical sense, but the followers just go along with it. Then she says how she thinks that it was her soon-to-be ex-husband that deleted my text because it wouldn't have been H because H would have known to delete our group text. And then she says, y'all will not win, all three of y'all. And presumably she's referencing myself, H, and her soon-to-be ex-husband. And then she looks directly at the screen and begins talking directly to H and is expressing her disappointment that H should have told her what was going on and said, this is what they're doing, but she didn't. And then she says that her daddy didn't raise no B word profanity, yours did. And she's still talking to H at that point. You can read your comments. So they were working together the whole time. Uh, I think it started, I don't know when it started. I just know that a lot of data that she knew she got from him. God, I just want to tell y'all so bad how I know for sure, for sure, for sure. But then that would like, oh God, I just, I want him to lie about it first. And then I'll tell y'all because I want him to lie at court about it. And then I can show my proof. How did you lose the lawsuit? There was no binders that were allowed to be presented. Zero, nothing. There was nothing. There was no words spoken for me at all. Nothing. Like not even one thing. It would have been different if it was even like one, two, three things maybe. There was nothing. It was basically like, so they asked me a request for admissions. 399 things. Did you say these things? And some of them was like, the devil works hard, but I work harder. It said, this statement implies that she is the devil reincarnate and there's no proof that she's the devil. First of all, I just said that. I didn't say it about anybody, but they asked me, did you say this statement? I said yes to all statements because I did say all of those statements. Was I talking about her specifically that day? Number one, it's true. The devil works hard, but I work harder. But I don't, I wasn't relating that to anybody. But do I also think that she's an awful human being? Absolutely. So I answered from the perspective of, did you ever say these things? And they were told it as if I said all those things about her. And that was not true. I never said she got into my iCloud. I know who got into my iCloud. I saw with my own eyeballs. Apple has confirmed whose MacBook was signed into my iCloud. I never said she deleted her text messages from my phone. She had no access to do that. I never said she was the one who posted on the blogs, how am I getting electricity from the middle of my for, uh, Christmas village to the wall because the Arlo video that I still have to this day shows the other one asking me that question three hours after he asked me that and the reason they did that was to try to make it look like he was the one talking on the blogs and it wasn't fucking when were your eyes open and what did it uh when he fought so I filed in March of 2021 and that whole year we were supposed to be not getting divorced like I was we went on vacation together. Like I was so, so confused. Like, why are you acting weird one day and then fine in the next day? And then in November of 2021, I said I wasn't going to pay his credit card bills anymore because he was blocking me from the credit cards and he was taking thousands of dollars. So he was taking money out of my business line of credit, putting it in my business account, and then writing me these huge paychecks and then taking money out of our personal account to pay his personal credit card. And I, but he wouldn't give me access to the credit card, but yet he put all of our bills on that credit card, which doesn't make sense. Why would you put bills on a credit card? Put it on your checking account. So anyways, when I said I wasn't gonna pay the credit card anymore, suddenly he filed for divorce. So it is what it is. And his reason to me was I'm filing for divorce because you keep accusing me of working with her. And then in January, when we had to take our paperwork to the court, he, she was on his witness list. And that's when I knew for sure. Also, she says she hasn't spoke to him since the day that she left. 
if you didn't like him when he when you worked for me and he didn't like you but now you are both each other's witnesses how have y'all not talked this entire time oh is that do you have a burner phone like he bought for mm -hmm. he bought a burner phone for his bff oh it gets even wilder So here a follower is saying, were they working together the whole time, talking about the defendant soon to be ex-husband and myself. And she says she doesn't really know when it started, but that I had gotten a lot of data from him, I guess, to post on these blogs, but she doesn't want to show her proof of how she knows that until he lies about it at court or something. Once again, nothing was ever turned over. It couldn't be because I hadn't spoken to him. And she says that at the end that I said that I hadn't spoken to him, but how are we on each other's witness lists? You don't have to contact or be in contact with anybody to list them as a person with relevant knowledge of facts or to be on an official witness list in a legal proceeding. Someone says, how did you lose the lawsuit? And she goes into the fact that no evidence was presented again. And then she says that the jury was shown these RFAs where she was asked, did she say these statements? And she's claiming that she didn't make the statements about anyone in particular. She was just making them. And she gives the example of the devil works harder. And she has said this before. And I just want to play the clip from the live video where that RFA was taken from. Let me tell you, the devil works hard, but I work harder. That is the truth. Facebook has blocked me from all kinds of posts today. But luckily, we got a business support person online to tell me if somebody is specifically reporting my posts. Somebody, like it would just be a random person. No. But luckily, they're able to tell us if accounts are like re repeatedly reporting your posts. So in that live video, she had been alleging that I was trying to sabotage her by reporting her posts. And so she alludes to that again in this video. And that is why that particular statement was submitted as a request for admission. So she says that it wasn't about anyone, but it clearly was because she's there implying, and she had said in other posts around that time frame that I was trying to sabotage her, but she's trying to say, oh, I wasn't saying that about anyone. I was just saying it, but that's not the case. She also talks about how Apple had confirmed who was signed into her iCloud. Once again, there was never any proof of that. And then she starts talking about the Christmas Village Cord. And there was a prior bonus episode for the judges on Patreon where you actually heard from the person who posted about the Christmas Village Cord. And also that's not an uncommon thing to wonder. So she's saying that H had asked her the question and it was because another employee had asked that question and H was trying to set her up. That's not something that only someone with inside information might think about whenever she is showing her foyer. And there is something that requires electricity in the middle, but no plugs. So she's bringing this up again. Again, this is part of her proof that she thinks that H heard the other employee ask this. H asked the question. She was trying to frame this other employee and then had me post about it on the blog. The whole thing doesn't make sense. We know who actually made that post and it was not me and it was not H and it was not the other employee either. But the defendant continues to use that as part of her evidence. vouch 100% you are not lying and she has seen what I am saying and I've never met her in my life you can't appeal because you only have 60 days to appeal and I tried to and they wanted half a million dollars for representation I don't know but if you're you're welcome to go look the case details up yourself and you'll see that everything I've said is the exact truth could I still fight it like uh so what I'm doing the only thing I can do is file a malpractice suit, which you also have to have money for. 
Okay, I that I don't that person was annoying me. Thank you. You're right. She's just just shut up. I don't think that girl that was asking those questions is a troll at all. I just think she's probably just like a, maybe a cynical person. But because I blocked her now, she's definitely going over there and talking. And that's okay because those kind of people don't need to be here. And let me tell you, I have not told y'all the ways is involved, the way this other couple is involved that they roped in here. Oh, you, you have no idea. The end game is money. There's no petition, but I will tell you that during a civil trial, if I ever get to, t to, to sue them back, which I pray I will be able to, that's my goal after this is to be able to make enough money to be able to sue them back. Um, the y'all can come to that. You can't come to the family trial, but you can come to the civil trial. And I, at my first civil trial, I had like nobody there. Cause I didn't know you could have people there. I definitely would have told y'all, but also like, I don't ever want people to feel sorry for me. I just want them to know the truth. That is it. What's the time frame? When do you think you'll finally be free? July. And I thought about the embezzlement thing too, but what you know and what you can prove are two different things. Yes, he's draining you financially so you can't fight the other case. That is exactly correct. A hundred percent. Yes, about the bar association, yes. If he gets half of the business, he should pay off the debt, yes. And the business is a worse shit because there's no assets in it anymore. Like the clothes are five years old and if you want the mezzanine, go ahead. He wants all the earnings and none of the debt, yes. There's definitely a secret with the other case that he doesn't want to reveal. But I have seen that like slowly, like more people are coming out of the woodworks to say they were told this or they heard this or whatever. So I'm thankful for that. But like, like I said, today's meltdown was solely because it was affecting my kid. Like, I don't care about any of this stuff. I'm telling what I'm telling, period. I just don't want this stuff to affect my child. And like having his school emailing me, telling me that I'm risking him being re-enrolled, like, starts talking about appealing and that she only had 60 days to appeal, which is well past by this point uh, of the time of this video. And she said that her attorney wanted $500,000 to represent her in an appeal. And so I don't know what transpired there, but she's claiming that that's why she didn't appeal. She said that she could still fight it, but she would have to file a malpractice suit and that costs money that she also does not have. She also talks about how there's all these other people that we've gotten roped in, and I have no idea what she's talking about. She makes reference to her relatives. She makes reference to another couple. I have I have no idea what she's talking about there. She also says she didn't know that she could have people at the defamation trial, but saying like when she sues us again, that she will be able to have people there. And she's bringing this up because in the posts and videos that I had made, I had referenced that there wasn't anyone there for the defendant when I talked about that in my post. And so she's saying here, oh, she didn't know. She didn't know that you could have people there. Otherwise, she would have. She does say that her goal is to make enough money so that she can sue us back. One of the followers makes a comment about embezzlement. So she reads that comment and says she's not really sure. And also what you know and what you can prove are two different things, which she says that frequently. And then someone also says that she should report her defamation attorney to the Bar Association. So she reads that comment and agrees with that sentiment. She also blocks a follower who I think was asking some questions that she was not a fan of. So I believe in the beginning of this video, she talked about how she never gets any hate on videos, but then literally within this video, there were some comments that were made that were unfavorable and she blocks someone and talks about how she blocked them. She also makes a point and says that she didn't think this person's a troll. They were just unhappy with something, but now they'll probably go be a troll. And I do want to point out that a lot of the people that have made contact with me and have told me kind of their story of how they wound up on Gomi or Reddit, 
is because the defendant was ugly to them. Sometimes it was a customer situation. Sometimes it wasn't. And that's how they found their way to go meet and Reddit. So she says this narrative about how everyone likes her and there wouldn't be anybody that would have any reason to post on those. But she admits here that when she blocks somebody or says something to somebody that they might go find their way there. And also, if I'm every person on Gomi and Reddit, then how would this person wind up there? And, and how would she know that people wind up there if they get unhappy with her? So it's just an all over inconsistency once again from the defendant. If he was her, not was wouldn't he have been at oh so they just didn't call him so she had her husband her therapist i don't think there was anybody else that i saw do i remember anybody else her husband or therapist and then the only other witness was my my husband and they didn't call him i thought they were going to they said they were going to uh my attorney told me that they are going to call her to my trial so let's go as long as I can stop cussing, I think I'll have, my attorney's like, you have a great case, but I have to stop cussing and sometimes I get mad. A ton of my friends were there for a whole lot of all the stuff that I'm saying. So I've always said that I think that the truth will come out from and from my son somehow. And I don't, I don't know how I've always like felt in my gut, like that that's how, and I, I, people say I'm giving her too much credit, but I don't know. In my heart, like she's going to tell the truth and he's going to say what he already knows or the questions that he asked. And, and that's another thing. I think he settled all the stuff at mediation so quickly because he thinks that my kid can't talk to the judge. And that's not true. I think he thought if I get, if I agreed everything wants for the child custody stuff, then he can't come to court and talk to the judge because the judge sees us now as a divorced couple with no children. That's not true. What's done in the dark will also come to light. So here she also admits that I didn't in fact call her husband as a witness at our trial. And so a follower asked, wouldn't he have been there? And she's like, oh, well, they didn't actually call. And then she says that my witnesses were my husband, my therapist. And then the only other witness was her husband. And I just want to point out my witness list for the defamation trial was myself, H, the defendant and the company, the defendant representing herself or the defendant representing the company, the defendant's husband, H's mom. This is our joint witness list. H's best friend, H's therapist, my therapist, a friend of mine who was messaged early on in this process, my husband and my physician's assistant. And so she's saying the only witnesses that I had were my husband, my therapist and her husband, and then I didn't end up calling him. But that's, again, not the case. Then she said that her attorney told her that they were going to call me at her divorce trial. And that did end up happening. And I will cover that in a future episode. Then she says that she thinks the truth will come out with H or her son. And once again, it's really sad that she's involved her son in all of this, but she is saying here that she thinks one day H will come forward with the truth. And I think that the defendant would be waiting a long time if that's what she's waiting for, because H actually already told the truth, that she had no knowledge that any of this was actually true for herself. She couldn't understand what she might have told me that would have wound up on the blog. She didn't know that I was posting on the blog. So H is already told the truth that she had no idea 
that any of this stuff was true for herself. And so I highly doubt that H at any point would come forward and validate anything that the defendant has said, because everything the defendant has said is a complete fabrication. And we are now on episode 34 of this podcast, and you don't have to take my word for that. I've shown you all of the facts and evidence so you can make the determination for yourself. This live video was made on April the 5th of 2023, and this video would go on to be shared multiple times. She would share it on multiple dates. But within 24 hours, the defendant had 12,624 views on this video. And I do want to point out that at this point in time, I had the verdict, the judgment, I had launched my website, I had begun speaking out, and I had begun sharing actual facts and evidence. However, I had stopped doing that on February the 24th of 2023. So this video was made over a month, maybe a month and a half after that. And I had said no things in that six weeks or so time frame. And the defendant still goes on this tear. And so there are people who have the opinion, and, I, and it's fine, you can have that opinion, um, who say, if I just would not say anything, that the defendant would not defame me anymore. And during this entire process, I never said anything up to the trial, and she did not stop defaming me. Yes, I did sue her, and I was speaking through my attorneys. However, I wasn't saying anything. And so after this, I did say something. And so she did respond on her own social media during that time. But at this time, I hadn't been saying anything for six weeks. And so the notion that if I would just stop talking, that she would leave me alone and stop defaming me, I don't have any evidence to back that up. I'm sorry, that is not the pattern that I have seen. And so at this point, I hadn't been speaking and she still went on this tear. And in a few more days in the timeline of this podcast, she will go on to make another wild and outlandish live video with even more wild and outlandish claims. So we are not quite done in this journey. And I will be continuing to share because my goal in sharing and in doing this podcast and sharing my story and sharing the facts and evidence isn't just to clear my name, although that is something that is happening as a byproduct of the facts and evidence being shown. But it truly is to educate people about the legal process of a defamation case and about defamation in general and especially about defamation across social media, because that is becoming so prevalent. And I truly do hope that this story and my experience can help other people and also really and truly help educate people about responsible social media use. Next time on False and Defamatory. She thinks that if she says that it's true enough times, that it actually is true. However, there are no facts and evidence to back up any of her claims. What is it called when your husband is facilitating someone else suing you for a million dollars? It's gotta be called something, right? So I have to get a civil attorney so I can go after all their and I sure am. This cult-like following truly believes her and is encouraging her and is even saying, if I was an attorney, I would represent you for free. And that's just disturbing and dangerous. You think I am lying right now? Then go tell a judge. In the prior video just two days ago, she said she doesn't care what a judge or a jury or anyone else says. And she was too scared to go to Costco by herself and too scared to go to church and everybody truly knows they do when you go to costco and you see that girl with the logo medallion on her shirt 
and it makes you feel weird in your stomach, like, oh my God, does she know what she did? Does she know what I did? She knows, and she doesn't like it either. I would never wish that on anybody, but I wish that on you. Play the police video. And if you're a judge on Patreon, you've heard that audio. Record this video, show it to your mom, your dad, your grandma, Jesus, I don't care. And hopefully you sue me again and I know to defend myself this time. And at least I know that I can talk if I defend myself. And I'm like, no random troll would ever even suggest this mania thing unless they were sitting in my therapist's couch, you know? Just because her therapist talked about it and used the word manic, and then someone else made an observation based on her behavior and also used the word manic, that does not mean, nor is it any sort of evidence that her husband was conspiring with me to facilitate a million dollar lawsuit against her. So I hired the right people, finally, a new divorce attorney, a woman. She has continually said, every single time she has gotten a new attorney that someone is finally going to help her. She had three defamation attorneys and at this point in time, she is on her second divorce attorney. I'm only talking to the same person every time, guys, because out of 276 of y'all, there's only one person asking these kind of questions. So I'm gonna answer them because clearly she needs me to. Next, don't worry, I won't block you. I value everybody's opinion, even ridiculous ones. So it's okay, you are who you are. That's what makes us different. Like I said, to each their own, you're entitled to your opinion. It just doesn't matter here. I understand that you're going through something right now and I'm about to cry because I feel bad for you. Hold on. I hope that, ugh, that the one thing that you can learn from me is that you can go through hard things. Don't let your situation that you're going through change your heart because I feel like you probably are a really good person and you're just struggling really hard right now. The defendant just wants to talk. She just wants to say whatever she feels or thinks in her brain, and she wants people to believe her. And then if they don't, as evidenced by this commenter, then her followers will go on the attack and then she will attack the person. When you build a following of people who follow you and believe everything that you say, you have a greater responsibility to validate your claims before you make them. And I do think that a lot of people are reckless on social media now and i hope that this case does serve as precedence for future legislation regarding social media and defamation the false and defamatory podcast is hosted edited and produced by me crystal wrighton with music by harry b ragsdale who also serves as my audio engineer first and foremost i would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us i would also like to thank my husband my mom my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media, as well as my blog, can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com.
Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.